Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. Welcome to Trailblazers Season 2. I'm so glad you've joined us for the start of a brand new campaign. This is indeed a new campaign, meaning you don't have to have any prior knowledge of Season 1 to start listening to this season. There are some big changes between seasons here. We have two new players who have experience with Pathfinder. We're combining cyberpunk and fantasy elements. And I hope you enjoy this new world filled with new villains and heroes and mysteries. And above all, I hope you enjoy today's program. Lanris and Victor, you're both working security for a freighter company. You guys use these mass rail transits, which uh, I might call trains, but they're probably more akin to trams if I was to be accurate. And uh, you're shipping usually some mundane stuff. It's it's nothing super big, but it is can be valuable, uh, especially the crystals that you're shipping on the black market. So sometimes trains get jumped, and so they the owners of these freighters wisened up and higher security. So you two have been working for maybe like three months uh, for this this freighter company. This this today's uh, is a special day because it's a holiday. Today is the marks the anniversary of your entire people coming to this world. Uh, as you guys know, you people aren't native to this world, but uh, kind of were marooned and walked through a cave to try to get some shelter. And when you walked out of the cave, you were in this weird world and you couldn't get back. And So anyway, you guys, I'm sure, have been taught this in history classes and the like. But you know that every year on the anniversary of the so-called founding of this world, the president, the kind of leader of, of this world, uh, called Kadesh, does like a State of the Union kind of address. And you know the Speaker of the House sits behind him, and then half the people clap for things, and half the other people clap for things. It's a very political thing. It's like, oh, schools, we're all clapping. We know how that is, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, kids, kids, we all support kids. Anyway, so this is uh, going to be happening maybe in about 10 minutes. So you guys are getting kind of like in the bar car. There's a car for you. Uh, just to hang out with and have some downtime. And, and you're not really expecting any trouble anyway. This is a holiday. People are out uh, celebrating and stuff. And everyone's getting ready to hear the speech. And so it's kind of like a, a television sort of thing is set up in there. And everybody's getting ready to, to watch. You guys are hanging out. Drinks or whatever. I don't know if you want to drink on the job. But whatever it is, you can kind of relax. Uh, you can have yourselves a non-brand cola uh, <laughs> is, is what you can have there. Uh, I mean, it's a literal bar car. As in there's a bar in it. Yes. Oh, I did. Okay, I thought that was just like a turn of phrase. So, Lannis and Victor, uh, why don't you guys describe yourselves real quick? We'll start with Lannis. Uh, Lannis is a catfolk. He's about uh, five foot ten. He wears uh, tactical armor akin to Kevlar. Um, it's kind of like almost like the body, not just like the chest piece, but like the leg strap on for the armor as well, and the, um, maybe up to the elbows as well. And that's covered by a coat for weapons. He has on his leg a uh, honed one-sided blade in a scabbard, and on his back he has a bow, which typically aren't employed, um, I believe, by most people. Most people use guns or something. His fur is a dark gray with light patches. Ooh, he- patches. I don't know what that word means, but pa- I like patches. it already. I, I probably oh, just- patches. No, yeah. no, no, no. Let's make patches a thing. I like <laughs> patches. He has hair on like the top of his head, but not his side, so it's like mostly between his ears. So kind of like that back. thought that uh, you ever seen the Peaky Blinders? Or Fury? I don't believe so. Okay, well, the internet has, and they're the ones <laughs> listening to this podcast, and they're the ones that matter. That's what I'm picturing. Go ahead, uh, Tim, your character, Victor. What does he look like? Victor is 5'7". Um, he's got black hair, but he doesn't have any on the top of his head. It's like a mutton chop whisker type thing. It's kind of like Wolverine. <laughs> um, 
He's stocky build. He has uh, just he's just Adamantium wearing team claws. No, no, no. He does have a cybernetic <laughs> arm. Um, one of his arms is missing. He's got a cybernetic ro- robotic type arm. He has. Uh, he's just wearing like regular uh, clothes. He's just wearing like a vest and, and a t-shirt type thing and um, just some like cargo pants and with some boots. Is this an augmented arm or is this fully replaced? Fully replaced. There's nothing there. Um, okay. It's a robotic arm. All right. Much like my personality. Nothing there. So Landris <laughs> and Victor, you guys have worked here for a while. I'd say you're the senior of the grunts. That means there's still like commanders above you, if I could use that term. But everyone who's new always looks up to you. You're the man on the ground. You're the you're like that general that never gets promoted. But he's good on the field, right? And uh, because so it's you, a because it's a holiday, are our superiors not here? They took an excuse to take the day off. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, right? So you guys, you guys are in charge at least down here. Uh, are we getting holiday the, pay? Uh, yes, time and a half, absolutely. Yes. Yep, yes. time and a half. But actually, your superiors are here, and the, the biggest superior, of course, is the conductor of the tram. Uh, but he always stays in the front. You guys, the way it usually is set up is it, it's like front. And there's like a safe, a vault for special, special, special cargo that sometimes private organizations will hire. Most of your contracts are government gigs, uh, but sometimes a private guy will hire you. So you got a big vault there. It's like almost like an obsidian looking square. It's like Minecraft if you just built a square out of obsidian, right? Uh, and, and that, and that thing is, um, and then the cars behind that are kind of like you're rooming your board because sometimes you're out for a couple of days in this bar car where you're at now. And then beyond that, it's usually like flatbed, open air cargo stuff. You guys are sitting down, uh, getting ready to watch this uh, this speech, and in comes a, a kid. And I say kid, uh, he's actually about sixty years old. So this is this is about as young as they get. Uh, but he's inexperienced. Uh, when I say kid, maybe it's more like his attitude and his behavior. Uh, he's he's very wet behind the ears, but he's very excited, right? And so he comes up to you guys and he goes, "Hey, Landers, Landers, Victor, Victor, I got something. I got something." Do we know his name? Yes, his name, of course, Booker Silva. But no one ever calls him Mr. Silva. He's a booger. <laughs> what are you yelling about, Booker? All right, listen, listen. I've been working on it all day. I got it. So next time bad guys come, right? And we're about to put him down, right? I got don't, my line. Don't you call ready them for bad this? guys. Are you ready? All right. He turns around. He turns it back to you. And he turns around and looks at you and points at you and says, The situation has changed. What do you think? <sighs> what? You don't, you don't like it? <sighs> it... It's fine. It's really, it's fine. Whatever. It's like, the situation's changed. They pow right in his face, right? Wait, are you saying that to us or them? No, no, no. We, no, I'd say to, say to the bad guys. Like, you know, the, the situation the has changed, buddy. And then, you know, we beat him up. Did, did anything prompt this or is that the first thing you say? Well, I, I, I guess I haven't thought, of, thought about it that much. This kid is like... When I talk about green Greenhorn, this kid, but he's like so nice. He's just trying to do a job, right? He's just trying to be a nice guy, but you know. And what you're gonna you're gonna punch him then, or? Well, you know, shoot him or whatever. We gotta do. You know, we gotta protect the cargo. It's our job, right? So, uh, does it change after we punch him or before? Well, I guess I guess the situation is they think they're ahead, and they're now like, oh, hey, we show up and everything's. I'll I'll workshop it. Uh, but. We're still beating them up, right? Like, in the end. So the situation actually hasn't changed because we're always beating them up. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's changed a little bit. No, no. I mean, I'll, man. I'll, work, I'll run it by the other guy. You know, listen, the Roger over there, the cook, he thought it was great. Yeah. He also just 
wanted me to leave the kitchen, and I wouldn't leave until he told me his opinion. But he said it was great. No, I, it's fine. It's fine. And he, I pat him on the back. All right, all right. He sits down. He pulls up a stool next to you and goes, you guys ready for the speech? The what? The speech. It's tonight. Did yeah, you forget? Yeah. Oh, right. I, I don't usually watch those. You you don't watch them? Uh, it's, uh, nah, it's the same thing every year. But that's, I guess. What's he even talk about? I don't know, like how accomplishments that we've we've made and and how things are getting better, how the situation is changing. Ah? No? Okay. Well no, no. Vic is just like dead dead staring at him. He's just like <laughs> oh, you guys are no fun, man. What do you guys do for fun? We just I, work all day every day? No, I have the fun outside of work. <laughs> Amen, brother. I mean, but like today's a holiday. It's a practically where I mean, this is like a cush job. We're just moving some, some a few pieces of cargo and some guy's private thing. It's like that's it. It's nothing. Hey, we've seen we can some do action. this with half the staff. We've seen some action. Yeah. Well, you know, I I haven't seen anything yet. I'm hoping too soon though. Can't yeah. wait to, to to beat up somebody. Have you have you ever been in a fight? I mean, officially, like with like somebody punching back and like. Getting paid for it? No. You, you know that you're going to get hit too, right? Like, that happens. I've gotten hit, like, so many times. No, not if, like, I'm fast. Like, I'm a fast guy. I'm agile. I'm like a cat. Oh. Well, you know, I'm like, I'm quick. What do you, what, what do you mean by that? Nothing. I'm just quick is what I'm saying. By the way, this guy's a half elf. Yeah. <laughs> when he says that, um, Vic gives a weight to, to Landers. Kind of like, uh, let's mess with this kid. <laughs> uh, you never so you've never been hit before is what you're saying he kind of takes this like moves back on a stool no i haven't been hit before and i plan to never be hit am i right guys mm, i don't know i mean it happens sometimes you can't help it and you gotta know you could take a hit well they need to know if they can take a hit with with their punch that no comes, what, what's really shut great, up victor what's really great is when they hit you and it hurts their hands more than it hurts my face that's what I like. <laughs> You're interrupted by a... Which uh, all the TVs turn on now. There's a couple TVs in the room. And he's like, oh, this is it. This is it. Uh, and the most cheesy music plays. And this music plays on, and there's the symbol of Kadesh, right? And it's on the screen, and it's like a, like a flag kind of waving in the air, but it's like very poorly done, right? It's not a real, like, image. And uh, and then the, the screen goes to um, a big stage, a big podium, right, where there's a live crowd, and there's a guy up there and goes, Now introducing, for the 350th year in a row, our president and founder of Kadesh, Kyle Katan! And you hear an applause from the thing. And, like, everyone in the bar is not clapping. Nobody, like, this is not. There's a clapping at the event. Does a, does a kid clap? Yes. Oh, absolutely. He's the only one. But he's loving. He's like, yeah! He's all excited, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he and the president comes out. And Kyle Katan is just about the oldest, or one of the oldest elves uh, here, period. He's a He was kind of the captain of the ship that first marooned. 
and elves only live to be something like 450 years, and you guys have been on this island for 350. So he's he's an old guy, uh, but you know he's still still strong enough to walk out there on his own. He's not decrepit or anything, but he's got the most awesome hair. You, like he has to dye it, right, guys? He cannot still have that kind of beautiful hair at at this age. It's brown, almost has like highlights. It's, it's just he's, he loves his hair, and it looks great. It's like shoulder length and. I mean, honestly, a little bit jealous. I think I'm a little bit jealous. Caleb, as a person, is a little bit jealous of Kyle's hair. Great hair. It's, I'm trying to impart upon you guys how beautiful his hair is. Uh, the music goes down, and and everyone quiets down to hear Kyle speak. And, and Kyle says, Today marks the 350th year we have been on this island and survived. And there's a, there's a little space for applause all throughout this thing there's like moments where it's like these are key moments written by some writer for people to clap and he pauses and waits for it each time i won't mention it every time when we got here when we were marooned on this world we seemed to have little hope we had very little supplies left and in a world with no animals no vegetation we found food and we survived a great feat and then on a world, barren and plain, with no trees, we found a way to build a town. And we built that town into a city, and we built that city up, and we built that city from shore to shore, covering every square inch of this island. These are feats that we have accomplished. And we not having a single magic user among us, have accomplished more without magic in by the minds and hearts of elves than the rest of the world we came from has done with magic for years. With the discovery of the crystals and the energies they had and their special properties, we were able to make wonders happen. I dare anyone to tell me something that magic can do that our crystals and our technology cannot. Is a uh, but is Booker enthralled by this? Oh, absolutely. His it's like you know when cats' eyes get huge. It's like, no offense. He's <laughs> that's what's happening right now. He's just like staring. He's just loving. He's eating it right up, right? And um, Kyle continues. We we had a problem. And we had to solve that problem. That problem was there was not enough space for us. So we accomplished the first great engineering feat of our time. Where we built a better city on top of it. And we lifted it into the sky. And there it stands today. Upper Kadesh. And this land that is so big it blots out the sun from any below it is still up today and running perfectly. We accomplished this. Elves accomplished this with our own wit, with no helps from gods, with no helps from magic, but with our own minds and our own feats of engineering. And the second great feat we accomplished, the great tram system that goes from shore to shore, district to district, upper to lower, at record speeds, there are those who have teleportation spells in the old world who env who would envy this technology. But now, of course, to the most controversial, the third of our great feats of engineering. Try as we may, we simply ran out of space again. And we had to do something. 
So, with a heavy heart, I and the council had the reproduction suppression field generator built. The tower stretched into the sky, scraped the clouds. It's a somber note, but we have to recognize what a great feat this was. To give us more time to find a way to house our people. I've had, we've had this world mapped from shore to shore. And this is the only island. The rest of the world is water. And we will, I know, find a way to increase our living space so that we can one day have that field shut down. Now, I know many of you have sacrificed. I know it. And I know many of you would like to see it down today. And it saddens me. Every day it must stay on. I know what it's like to sacrifice for this city, this great city, to put my hand to the great chain that pulls us forward. My wife, as many of you know, got pregnant while the field was still on, years into its creation. And of course, as you can imagine, there were many, many, many complications that happened because of this, this hiccup in technology, this hiccup in fate. And my wife died in childbirth, and it was a very sad day for me. But fate gave me a beautiful, beautiful new gift in my daughter, who I love very much. And yes, she has needs that are very unique to her because of the circumstances of her birth. But even that, I still look at that generator and know it's needed. And I will keep it on. We all must make sacrifices for the great beast of this city. We all must put our hand to the great chain. Now, there is time coming when we can, and in your car, the lights dim, the TVs turn off, and you hear uh, a loud booming sound from outside, and the train kind of shakes a little bit. And then the lights turn back on, and the broadcast continues, and it's kind of strange. And even, like, Mr. Enthralled Booker kind of, like, looks around like, what was that? And before you even have time to hear a couple more words from Kyle, uh, it happens again. It's louder and the train really shakes and the lights don't turn back on for a couple seconds. And then lights come on and they're red lights. And you know these as the secondary backup lights. And then you hear... Over the announcement speakers, the, the intercom system, the, the conductor, and you hear him say, Attention all personnel, immediately to battle stations, we are under attack, repeat, we are being boarded. Hey kid, I, I think you're going to get your chance to say that, that thing. He kind of pumps his fist and he's like, yeah, let's do this thing. Are there windows on our car? Yes, yes there are. I'm going to try and like, like, how far to the front are we like in relation to the cars? Uh, you are the next car till it's like cargo, so you're ready to go out, and then you're you're on the, the back half of the train. Matter of fact, you know that like uh, your your group, your group that you're in, you're both in the same kind of response group, goes right to the back of the train immediately when there's a, when there's an event. I'm gonna try and look out toward the back. I assume that's where the generator would be as well. No, you don't see the generator. Uh, that's kind of in the the front, the conductor, with the front, the engine car, right? But you look back and you see on the rail next to you. Is pulling up uh, another tram, and it's got a giant machine on it. And uh, since you have a past in the police force, uh, so roll a d20 plus five. Uh, 24. Okay, you know this thing. 
This thing is a military-grade vehicle. I say military-grade because there's no military. I should just say police-grade because uh, they get the, the, the resources that a normal government would put in the military. This is a police-grade weaponized vehicle. And it looks like kind of like a spider with only four legs. And it has an orb in the center that kind of like a uh, like a globe almost that opens up, slides open. And you know that that shoots out a very, very powerful blast. A, a psionic, like or not psionic, I'm sorry, a plasma orb. And you know like this is... This is like high-grade stuff. This only gets pulled out when they do assault something heavy-duty or put down a, a terrible riot. Uh, but you're looking at it. It's it's an old model. This is not police. It's not branded police. But whatever it is, somebody is seriously attacking. This is not just a few random burglars. Um, but you hear everyone to stations. Everyone to stations. They pulled out the big guns for this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vic's going to take uh, Booker and kind of push him behind him. So Vic is in the... Um in the way. Okay. I guess we start heading there. Let's do it. All right, so people are running around, and you're going through the caboose, and you're seeing, like, out the windows, people on, on jetpacks flying uh, past. And it's a lot of people, and you're, and you're looking at them. Does anyone have knowledge local? Okay. You don't... All right, then you can't infer much more information. Uh, you can just know that just because of um, Landris' previous employment, they're not cops. Okay. So you get to the back. And uh, you're, you're absolutely being assaulted. And there's people on jetpacks everywhere. And there's a tram to your left and to your right on the two adjacent tracks. And the one, as you saw on the right, has this Dragoon, which is the military vehicle. And the one on the left is kind of strange. It, it's flat, like you would normally have your cargo things where you could, so you could stack containers. But there's like this faux wall that's been set up. And there's three guys right in front of it with these like tube guns. It's kind of a weird gun you're not quite sure you've, you've seen before. Um, and there's, uh, two jetpack guys that are over by the, um, on the same platform as the Dragoon. So the, there's a platform with a Dragoon and two guys with jetpacks, and then the other side has three guys with a wall. Uh, so everyone roll initiative. And then, Damn. are we in an open car, or are we in a... Yeah, this is open air. Okay. Uh, 17. So we're surrounded, is what you're saying. Yes. This is, this is a... Professional attack. <laughs> and our car, does it have anything we can use as cover? Uh, no, in this new car here, this open air, there's like cargo containers, right? Mm. So you could try to get behind a container and such. Uh, it especially would get you out, out of the way of the, you know what will be a devastating attack from the Dragoon. Oh, so the jetpack dudes, their weapons are um, these these um, stun batons. Which you know from the military, again, is another police grade thing, which sucks. Because... When they turn them on. I, I only have the non-electric version. <laughs> <laughs> Four enemies, Victor, two enemies, Landers. No, no, no. I, I got a 17. He got a 10. Sorry, I'm extra It's alright. I, I mean, I don't care. I said Victor's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just confused. <laughs> okay, so uh, first gets to go is the Dragoon. Oh, and wow. The Dragoon, the, doom kind of, the dome kind of slides open. And to reveal this ball of plasma, and it shoots it out and explodes uh, one of the cargo things, removing one of your cover. There's two left now, and just algae goes everywhere because apparently this cargo is algae, uh, which you source from the bottom of the ocean to feed everybody. Uh, so that's its turn. So one of the guys at the tubes, right, points the gun kind of at you, you guys, and presses a button. And out comes almost like a spear, right, and it goes right past your head hits one of the containers you see there's a rope on it and it's actually a grapple gun and 
another spear shoots out behind it and it hits this faux wall. And he jumps on it and he slides down and he makes it about halfway. And uh, another dude um, does that as well. And then one of the jetpack dudes, right? He turns on his jetpack, hovers uh, in the air and makes a jump. And he is now on to your platform, now making it land resistant. Okay. Um, I'm going to fire at one of the people sliding toward us and make sure there is cover between me and the dragoon. Okay. For I the cover, I don't, I'm, you don't have to move, so you can you can have all your action. All right. So I'm going to I take out my bow and I start firing arrows as they. I know he's going in a straight line, so I'm hoping I'm gonna have a good shot on him. Uh, this will be a. I assume he's within 30 feet of me. Uh, yes. All right. I'm gonna do deadly aim, point blank shot, rapid shot, all of the above. 20, 23, and 15. They all hit. Oh neat. The first arrow hits uh, twice. Dealing 19 damage. The second arrow deals 9. And the third arrow deals 15. So a total of 43 damage. So you hit this guy, and the arrow is sticking to him so bad he kind of lets go of the uh, grapple gun and falls and gets just trampled right underneath the tracks. And he's he's gone. He's a goner. <laughs> um, and then you feel the whole train shake as it speeds up. And you know, just as from working in this company for as long as you have... That standard procedure, if you're being attacked, max speed, see if you can't uh, get past any sort of low technology that just can't keep up with you. So you guys are going very, very quickly now, and you think that if you fall off, you'll probably end up like that last guy did, just splattered across the tracks. I'll keep that in mind. This is kind of like an elevated train, you know, like the L train. This is not, like, on track, as in, you're not really close to the ground. You'll be falling quite a ways. Okay. The other jetpack dude's turn, so he also flies over. Not close enough to you, he's going to have to make another move to get to you guys. And then this, uh, the third guy shoots out his grapple, and now he's halfway down the rope. And that makes it now Victor's turn. Uh, I want to, I guess, ready in action that when one of those other guys that are swinging down comes close enough, I can uh, bat him with my warhammer and try to just hit him back off. All right, awesome. So you get over there, and you, you ready that action. The Dragoon uh, opens up again and fires and just smashes to pieces uh, one, of your, one of your co-workers. Just, he's just burnt all over, dissolved. It's actually a very sad sight. And when that happens, you hear more alarms and these circle-shaped, um, almost trapdoor-like things open up on your on the bottom of the platform, or I should say on the top of the platform of the, of the tram, and pop up these crystalline creatures that look almost like armored knights, uh, but very simple versions of them. And they have a sword, and they have a shield with like a, 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 a spike on the shield. You know these as the automated defenses of your tram. They're very expensive, so they're not used a lot. Uh, so that they've got just gotten turned on, you know that this is as bad as it looks. Uh, but you're very excited to see. This is a relief because, you know, they're going to help you try to take down uh, what's going on here. So uh, these things begin engaging. Uh, four of them pop up, and they begin engaging, uh, two of them anyway, the, um, the jetpack dudes. and keeps them busy a little bit. Uh, so the other guy slides down and he completes his slide, uh, activating your prepared action there, Victor. Okay. He kind of sees it and he's like trying to slow down and he can't slow down and he sees it coming and he knows it's about to get hurt real bad. And I guess I'm distracted because I rolled a 12 and I'm pretty sure that's not going to hit. Train's just um, too fast. Yeah, that's right. By the way, you see that um, the tram that has the dudes in the grapples is not keeping up, but the one with the Dragoon is, most certainly. Um, now it's going to make it... And uh, he's going to try to uh, to hit you with one of his thunderbolts. 
and he critically fails. Wow. He, he, he like, kind of taps you, and he, and he forgot to turn it on. <laughs> and he looks very scared, because he just... You now know that he's going to do it. <laughs> Does he hit uh, my uh, my robotic arm? My yeah, arm? just tink! Uh, jetpack dude is busy, and you see that the jetpack dude uh, dispatches this crystal guy in, like, two hits. Oh. Jetpack dude seems a little more elite than these grapple dudes. Uh, making it now Lan uh, Lanris's turn. That um, R makes it difficult to say your name, Lanris. <laughs> the Dragoon. Um, so it's just a big armored vehicle, essentially, right? Yes. Do, uh, do we have like heavy weapon, heavy weaponry anywhere on board that could take you care do of something not. like Matter that? Matter of fact, you see some of your your um, allies shooting at it, and maybe occasionally does a little bit of damage. But you're like, this thing is not going to go down before it takes down this train. It is not going well. Quick question: What, what is Booker doing? Booker's over there, and he's fighting one of the jetpack dudes. Okay. Uh, thank, thankfully, to the chrismal, the the these things are called chrismals, by the way. These robots that fight for you. Um, the the chrismal is taking all the focus of the dude, so the, the guy hasn't really bothered to attack Booker yet. I'm going to fire at the uh, one of the jetpack people. While uh, granted they're like in the air and out of reach of everyone on the ground, I'm going to take a <laughs> shot at one of them. Okay. And still trying to interpose stuff between me and the dragoon. I guess I'm going to have to worry about that later. Okay, so you can get like on a corner, sure. Um, and and it, that big weapon of the Dragoon probably won't be able to have price to destroy the cover first, yes. But any other small range weapon might be able to get to you. Okay, and so 21, 18, and 30. Oh, excuse me, the last one would not be a 30, it would be a 25. All hit. Amazing. <laughs> wow, a total of 50. Crushed it. This dude's gone. Being in the air, it's basically Soldier 76 versus Farah. Um, I have complete line of sight to him, and I, I don't miss. But you have to say, I've got you in my sights. Old soldiers never die. Um, so you, you shoot this guy, right, and you hit, like, hit the right side of his jetpack, and it turns off, and the left one, like, gets all the excess energy, and he starts, like, flying in a circle, and then slams into the ground and explodes, and there's, like, nothing left of him. But the other jetpack dude puts down the other chrismal now, and he turns his attention to Booker. And he's going to try to hit him. And he nails a solid blow right in the gut of Booker. Uh, he kind of swings it low, almost like a like you're hitting, like, a, what's that sport call where you're on a horse? And you're trying to hit. Polo? Polo. And he just, like, polos him right in his gut. And and Booker, like, ke like keels over in his whole stomach because the wind got knocked out, as you can tell. Uh, and the um, other dude finishes going down the zip line, right? And as he does, you hear, snap, snap, as the train... The other tram has fallen so far behind, it's it's pulled these ropes taut and broke them off. Uh, and so this dude is going to try to hit you, uh, Victor. Or, no, yes, Victor. Yeah, Victor. You, you, you uh, try to hurt his buddy friend. 23 hit your AC. Yes. What? Six damage. Uh, so he hits you st stomach on six, and then six, six electricity damage. I don't know if that means anything to you. I don't know if your cybernetic arm does anything. You should know more about that than I do, but it's electricity damage. It gets supercharged. Uh, when it, if it does ever connect, it's just gonna be like a sap without the electricity. It would be non-lethal, but this is electricity it's lethal. Uh, and he's he had a move to get to you, so that's that's his his action done. Victor. Uh, I got two guys right next to me. Yep. I guess I'll hit the first guy. The dude that missed you, or the dude that 20, just yeah yeah the you? dude that missed me. Uh, twenty six. Hit. And it's just six damage. 
Do you have a full attack? You can make a second one? Um, yeah, I'll make a second one. It was a two, yeah. I rolled a two. Yeah, missed again. Uh, you missed him. And these dudes are kind of like looking at you and like shaking their head like, you just made a mistake, my friend. Yeah. Uh, the Dragoon opens up again and shoots and explodes a second container. There's now only one container left. And you notice that it's not like aiming for these containers at what you first thought to get away cover, but it's going like through the containers and making these huge gashes into this platform. And it's like not looking good for your platform. That oh. uh, now makes it uh, the dude who you just hit who's gonna try to hit you with a 14. Miss. He misses you. He's gonna try again. Same roll. Oh, actually, it's lesser, so he'll miss. Okay. Making it uh, Lannis' turn. Lannis. Okay. <laughs> uh, are, there, are there any people with jetpacks left? Yes, the one that's. Uh, fighting with Booker, who Booker just got up again and, and uh, looks like he's about to give a blow after your turn. There are also dudes just hitting me, or trying to, and I'm looking like an idiot because I can't hit them, so... <laughs> just you landed a good blow. Yeah, a good, a good blow. <laughs> <laughs> and this, our platform is looking like, bad? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to explode next turn. Not that bad, but like, okay. you can see, this thing is targeting your platform. It's not trying to target people. Hmm. Interesting. Well, first, I'm going to take turn my attention to the last person with a jetpack. I don't want them to have that mobility over us. Sure. Uh, I'm going to do another full round action on him. All right. The he's incredibly he's greater than 30 feet away. Though. Remember that? 14, 29, 10. 29 hits. 16 damage. 16 on Mr. Jetpack. I'm trying not to hit Booker, so two of my shots wide. <laughs> What a good excuse you just made there, Christian. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, all right, so Booker, right? He, this kid, it's just just youth, crazy youth in action. Jumps onto the guy's back, onto the jetpack, and the guy starts flying around trying to get him off. And Booker, with his knife, cuts the jetpack off the dude, and they both fall from a height that would kill them. Except Booker uses the jetpack to kind of slow himself down, and then lets go of the jetpack and lets it fly in the air. And Booker survives, but the other guy goes splat. Well, and then smart. Booger turns turns to the uh, corpse and goes, Looks like the situation has changed. <laughs> I pretend not to hear it over the wind. I definitely it. hear it and shake my head. <laughs> uh, so Jetpack Dude is deader. It is now makes uh, Melee Dude, who's critically fails. And then 14 versus your AC, Victor. Uh, yeah, it, that misses. Alright, and he, he tries to stun baton you, and he almost like drops the stun baton, and then picks it up again, and then misses you. But I, I like to think it's the same guy that forgot to turn it on and turned it off again by accident. Turns it back <laughs> on. It's, it's, it's the battery, it's not me, I swear. Uh, making it now uh, back to the top of the order, and the Dragoon fires again, and explodes the last cargo thing. You're now completely out of cover, and this your, your tram is on fire. It is not looking very good at all. And you hear Booker shout out, uh, Stop trying to shoot the thing! And, and nobody can really quite hear him over the noise, and then he just yells out really loud, What it's doing to our tram? Do to that tram! And he's pointing, you can see, as you guys know how trams work, this is a, the engine is on this tram, so there's just like a little, almost looks like a phone booth where the controls are, where somebody's driving this tram. And he's just shouting and pointing at it, trying to tell you to do something. Uh, making it now, the other dude with the stun baton, who is going to do 16 and 7. 
That's his attack roll? Yeah, versus, I'm sorry, versus Lannis. Uh, sorry, neither of those hit. Versus Victor, Victor, Victor. They both miss. They both miss? Mm-hmm. He misses you. Uh, now making it uh, Lannis' turn. Okay, um... Wait, so the dragon... I thought the dragon was stomping around Chase, I guess. It is on its own platform? No, no, yeah. It's still on an uh, adjacent tram on an adjacent track. And it's a solo tram with, like, a phone booth where you know the controls are to make it... Is there a person in them? No. It looks like the two people that were on there uh, were the jetpack dudes, and they're both dead. And how close is it to us? Uh, In between trams, uh, from tram to tram, is 20 feet. 20 feet? Okay. Um... How tall is the Dragoon? Oh, that's a great question that I don't have an answer for. I, I Very? Ri- I'm not going to risk jump. Oh, wait. I can risk jump. It's as jump. big. I'm going to put it this way. It's as big as, as um, let's say, uh, like at the front of a tractor trailer. The vehicle, the tractor trailer. Okay. Yes. Um. So instead of risking jumping, I have like grapple arrow kind of things. Okay. Uh, I'm going to fire one at the Dragoon and then try and swing over. Okay. You have to make an attack roll? Yes, uh, I'm going to spend one panache point to make it a... What is this called? Uh, I'm going to use dead aim, which allows me to hit its touch AC. Okay, do it. And then I need action. my move action to swing over there. I'm um, 21. 21. Let's just say I'm. you should be excited to hit touch AC. <laughs> uh, that you, I mean, that you had to go against touch AC. You go right into the armor, and just enough to give you that tight, secure latch. I'm gonna, I swing over. All right, okay. I'm probably going to have to like, swing under it, then climb up. Okay. Well, all right, so you're swinging. This is going to make it uh, now do with a stun baton. We're going to do 17 and 17. Miss. He's stun baton. He's, he's all over the place. Your turn, Victor. Uh, so I still have two guys right next to me? Yep. One I'm... fresh and one hurt a little bit. I'm gonna roll and then I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. 14. Well, I generally like people to tell what they're gonna do. Okay, I was gonna uh, <laughs> shoot him with my um, okay. arc reactor. Oh, that would be uh, not arc reactor, arc um, pistol. Um, so that's um, his touch. Okay. What was the roll? 14. Hit. Which dude are you hitting? The guy who got hurt or the guy who's full? Uh, the guy. Uh, let's let me try to finish him off. Okay. So. Um, uh, seven, and that's electric. Okay. He's not robotic, but he is wearing uh, metal armor, and I believe your weapon gets a bonus to metal it armor. It does. Right? It gets a plus one. To damage? Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Done. Uh, this now is going to make it after Victor. is Booker, right? And Booker, uh, he is going to... He doesn't want to jump over to the big death machine. He's going to come over and try to help you with these two guys, right? So he runs over, and uh, with a dagger, he tries to drive it. Like, he jumps with both hands and tries to drive it into the back of one of the dudes. And he messes up, but does not kill the guy who was previously unharmed. And that guy, like, turns around and knocks Booker back and is now paying attention to him. And it's now going to be uh, Big Cannon Dude's turn, right? So uh, the the um, Dragoon makes a, some sort of weird warp warp noise. And you see it kind of repositions itself a little bit and then tries to shoot at you, uh, Landris. But you're just hanging. Like, there's no way this thing's going to hit you. So instead, it hits its own platform. And this big, gigantic hole appears in its platform as it hits it. I say platform, I mean tram. Um, 
Now it makes it uh, one of the dudes that's done the time. 23. To me, it yep. hits. Hits. And, fif- and 15. Okay. No, 15, another attack. Oh, that misses. Alright, 7 damage. Alright. And your, your turn, Landris. Okay, um... Is the Dragoon, like, capable in melee combat, or is it really just a platform for this laser weapon? Like, is it going to smack me if I get close? It's pretty much a platform for this laser weapon. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to say he can't try to kick you, but it is. there's a reason it has, like, these four legs. It tries to keep itself stable. It can try, but it's not right. good at it. Um, and there's someone inside of it controlling yes. it. Uh, what was? I think your knowledge roll was, like, 20-something, right? It was 24. All right, so you know, and obviously it's confirmed from what you just saw, very close range, it'll still try to shoot you, but it's wildly inaccurate, very close range. Probably up to about 30 feet, it's just, it just, it's really, really bad. Wait, uh, the person inside, is there like a window they see out of? Is there a camera? No, no, they, yeah, it's, it uses different uh, camera technologies. You cannot see the guy in there, and he can't see you via any sort of glass. Well, I'm first going to climb up onto the platform. I don't want to hang under it anymore. Sure, make a check. All right. I have this. <laughs> oh. This is why I opted for this, uh, well, 20, but I got two. Right, you, you made it. You get, up, you get up the rope and you're on the platform. That's what we'll say I call some move action. So I'm going to say you're adjacent to this thing now, and you're maybe 20 feet away from that phone booth thing. And if I'm, like, right up in its stuff, it can't shoot me, I assume. It can, but it's wildly inaccurate. It can still try. And the booth is on the one of the ends, the mm-hmm. control... Not that it matters, but it's the the uh, end of that is towards the back of the train. The opposite direction of where you're going. I'm going to interpose myself between it and that. Okay. Uh, that's now going to make it uh, Booker's turn. And Booker, you see him. He's he's. You're not quite sure uh, what he's doing. He seems to be scavenging. Uh, he actually runs away from the fight with you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Victor, you're not quite sure what he's doing, but he's like messing around with people's stuff. You don't know. Come on, kid. Uh, do, 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 do. That makes it uh, Stumbaton, dude. Uh, okay. One's a critical fail, the other one is a hit, I'm sure. It is fast 20. And he does 7 points of damage to you. No! Okay. Alright. That now makes it. Do, 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 do. Your turn, Victor. Is this guy like he he just come off that um, thing right the the mm-hmm. zip line? Is he yep. just on the edge of this? Mm-hmm. Can I push him off? It'd be like a, it would be a combat maneuver. I'd make it as a bull rush and I just treat it as a push. Okay. So you're gonna be like, D twenty plus your CMB versus him CMD. All right. B bonus. B as in bonus versus D as in dog. Okay, gotcha. Twenty one. You kick him, and he's like, no, 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 and he's like grabbing, he's grabbing, and I'm going to give him a reflex save just because uh, this isn't an official bull rush. Uh, So first off, he gets a free attack of opportunity. Okay. Which is going to hit. He does six points of damage. Okay. And then for his reflex. Did not go well. All right, so he, he, he kind of falls back, and he goes to grab on something, and he manages to grab, like, what's left over the, of the rope thing, and it just comes it comes out of the... Uh, it, it is not connected to the the cargo thing anymore because the cargo got blown up by the right. dude. So he just falls off. You just see it slide off the side here. Ah! And he's gone. You got him. 
awesome. About time. Just the other dude um, who earlier right. Booker hit. Uh, that makes it now. Robot dude's turn. Okay, so the Dragoon, uh, you know, and it kind of repositions itself again. Uh, it's kind of like spinning in place using its four legs to do it, and it's kind of slow and cumbersome, and, it, and it's kind of like directed at you uh, there, Landris, and it shoots. 14. To my AC? Yes. Does not hit. Perfect. It it misses you. In fact, it gets past you and hits that phone booth control booth, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole tram begins to shudder, and you see it starts slowing down. Uh, and that makes it now Landris' turn. Ooh, okay. Uh, you can see what Booker's doing. And because now you, you're looking for a way back onto that thing, right? And he's like I'm contemplating jumping, and I have a I have an okay chance of making it, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. You see, he's actually picking up the discarded jetpack, and Ooh. he runs over and he throws it to you. Make a reflex save. You're looking for a 15. 27. You catch it, bro. <laughs> Here's a problem. You're not super familiar with how jetpacks work. <laughs> You can see it like it's got these gloves attached to these tubes, which are attached to this jetpack. Kind of figure to put it on like a backpack, but you're gonna you're gonna be kind of flying by the seat of your pants, almost literally. All right, so I'm gonna equip this thing as okay, best I can. Put it on. Move on action because it's like a backpack. It's really easy to put on. Can I make a kind of check to see if, like how much I engineering? Oh, I don't have that. Uh, you know, what? I'll give you your police thing again because this is definitely widely used in the police. So uh, D20 plus five. 12. Ugh, you're, you kind of fiddle around a little bit, and you're going to figure out how to turn it on, but instead of a, move, uh, of a free action, it's going to take a move action, so it's going to be the rest of your turn. So now we're at uh, do with the stun baton, and he's going to do 18 and 17, which both miss, mm-hmm. making it Victor's turn. Alright, I'm going to try to fire my um, arc pistol at him on my hand. And that's going to be 31. Hit. Three. Well, unfortunately, you do not finish him off. No, I, he I is know. He's close. Uh, now that's going to make it uh, after Victor is Dragoon Dude. So Dragoon Dude is going to try to shoot at uh, at you again, Giovanni. Giovanni. Sorry. Giovanni. <laughs> at you, uh, Landris. Uh, and you're still in that terrible range, right? Yes. I'm Even worse than before. He, he hits his platform again, and now it starts uh, vibrating so much you hear something disconnect here. Ka-ching! And you're not sure what that is, but you know that's a bad, 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 bad sound. Uh, <laughs> making it your turn. All right, so my idea is that I'm going to run and see if I make the jump. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to make it, then I'm going to kick on the jack jetpack. All right, what I said was 20 feet, so All right, you roll so an acrobatic. I'm going to make an acrobatic check. I'm going to spend a panache point. To um, use this horribly named ability, um, Daring Do. <laughs> oh, I love Daring Do. <laughs> Whenever I make an acrobatics or whatever check, I can roll 1d6 and add it to the result. Um, if I roll a 6, I can keep rolling. So my initial check, I'm going to run and jump. Uh, 17, so that's not enough to make it. I go 17 feet. That's so what I'm going to add the 1d6. Yep. Adding 6. All right. You make it. You make it, and you make it on your feet. And as you turn around, you see the thing, like, it catches something and flips 360 degrees. I'm sorry, 180 degrees. And the Dragoon is just thrown from it, and it, and it like, 
both it and the dragoon fall distance and slam into the ground. And it's 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 not a problem anymore. And uh, and uh, I wipe the sweat from my brow. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> uh, all that's left is the dude harassing Victor. Victor, you managed to, to to finish him off. All right. And and you're all standing there, and you're like, hey, good job. And you see Booker comes up and goes, we did it, we did it. I did kind of get hit, and I feel really really sick right now, though. That's that is accurate. If I want to be honest about that. Yeah, but I got hit a lot more than you did, kid. <clears throat> hey, hey, there might be more. Let's not. We're not out of the woods yet. Yeah, but I'm hurt. Who says that? <laughs> what woods? What are woods? <laughs> um, and your heart sinks because you look back and, oh. and you, you're the last train, right? So you can see this behind you. Coming up is a ton of guys in jetpacks and there's another platform on your left coming up. But this is not what really bothers you. What really bothers you is black billowing smoke it's like if you set tires on fire and then covered that smoke in ink just the worst kind of smoke two columns of it coming from behind this giant crystalline machine and uh i'm gonna do another uh, plus five for you uh victor to see if you know what it is from your, your time in the police you mean landris landris i'm sorry no oh. oopsie where did that go 21 21. Yeah, this thing is uncreatively called the Crystalline Death Machine, or the place was called the CDM. Uh, and the CDM is not built for pacification, it's not built for anything but like killing people, almost like war. Like, it's kind of overblown. Like, why would you ever use this against a civilian population? Uh, you don't know all the specs, but you know that it has multiple weapon systems. And that black billowing smoke is coming from, like, these jet engines on its back to propel it. And these dudes are coming up on you fast. And you still are hearing fighting happening down uh, down the rest of the train. And you hear uh, over the intercom, which you can hear from the train next to you, which still... The, the tram next to you, which is... I'm sorry, uh, not next to you as in the next track, but the next one in your line of trams. Uh, you can hear from that, that megaphone, that speaker... Um, uh, everyone to the front, everyone to the front, they're targeting the vault, we need to protect the vault. And um, you guys are like about to get ready to get going, and you hear a burn air, burn air, burn air, which you know is the sound of a vertebird. And a vertebird is kind of like a flying, almost like a helicopter sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's an aerial transport thing that, you know, you know this tram owns one of them. And it comes up and it comes to the back and it hovers next to you guys. And it says, uh, get in, get in. We got to get to the front. They're trying to get into the vault. Do we have a vertibird? A vertibird. Yep, this is your vertibird. Oh, okay, cool. I was like, is, is someone trying to trick us? Like, oh, cool. <laughs> you guys get in, and there's only room for two. So uh, Booker says, I'll meet you guys up there, all right? And he, and he starts running through the center area. Hey, I'm Caleb. And I'm Christian. And we're the hosts of Pathfinder Academy, your go-to podcast for everything and anything Pathfinder. We cover everything from basic mechanics, skill checks, combat with weapons, combat with magic, party roles, character creation, how to run a session, player types and conflict, character death, house rules, making good encounters, rewarding your players, romance, how to kick pigs, pre-made campaigns, homebrew campaigns, storytelling tips, class guides, race overviews, class reviews, book reviews, and much, much more. You can catch us every Thursday here on the Trailblazer Network. See you in class. And uh, you see, there's 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 blood all over, and there's a dead body, and 
the two cannons that one on each side kind of it opens up you know like a, a cargo helicopter opens up on both sides kind of like think of mm-hmm. vietnam war era helicopter it doesn't yes. look like that but the doors open up like that where you can go and you can see through to the other side and both have these big weapons which almost look like big you ever seen those concrete pourer things it's the hand ones the ones that maybe the size of um like um and not very big at all, almost like the size of a grill. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It kind of looked yeah. like that. It was very empty inside, but it works with crystalline technology. You shoot out much like the um, Dragoon balls of plasma. And uh, you guys know enough to just get him, get him working right. And he says, uh, and as it's coming up, uh, the dudes that you saw coming, the jetpacks and the CDM, come right by you. And he starts booking it forward. And he, you can see he puts on full throttle because the train is going at full throttle. And you see all the jetpack dudes, their their jetpacks are just going berserk. They're shooting out this like blue blue fire. And you know that like they're overcharging these jetpacks to get as fast as they can so they can catch up with this train. Which you know means they're not gonna be very maneuverable. And so you hear the the the, the vertebrate pilots say, um, uh, alright, we're gonna be there in a couple seconds. Get as many pot shots off as you can. So let me describe what you see. You guys are each gonna get three shots before you get to the vault. And you can choose where you want to hit. For you, uh, Victor, mm-hmm. on your side is the other tram. And on that tram is uh, what looks like some sort of cannon mounted to the tram. And it has a person on it. It's not like the Dragoon. This one is manned. Uh-huh. And it's another wall with another three dudes with those <coughs> grapple guns. Okay. And there are jetpack dudes. You can choose to shoot the jetpack dudes and it'll get rid of all of them. You can choose to shoot the um, wall and it'll kill the three dudes who's going to use grapple. Or you can choose to shoot the cannon and see if you can't disable the cannon. I want to shoot the cannon. Alright, so you fire away at the cannon. Gagoosh! Poof! And it blows up. And the cannon seems still operational, but the dude that was going to use it is dead. But if someone else wants to later on try to jump on that, you got a feeling they can make that cannon work again. But you know that another shot and you'll take that cannon right out of commission. All right. Let's go to the other side. Let's go to Landris. Landris, on your side, is the CDM and some guys in jetpacks. You can fire a shot that will kill the dude, all the jetpack dudes, or you can choose sections of the CDM. It's got missile pods on its shoulders, one on each shoulder, and its arms are cannons. There's no, like, hand arms. There's just these cannons for arms. So, And it's also got the two jetpacks. So there's six areas you can shoot on the CDM, maybe disable its guns or its jetpack, or you can shoot and get rid of all the the um, jetpack dudes. Are the jetpack dudes coming toward us, or are they going toward the train? Everyone's going the same direction. You're all going to the vault, and no one can maneuver to avoid these shots because everyone's trying to just keep speed with this train. So you get a free shot. This is, this is pot shots. You know that the missile pods are more of a... They're going to they're gonna hit an area... But not do too much damage, but they're going to hit a lot of people. The cannon arms are going to hit one person, and they do a lot of damage. I'm going to fire the cannon arms. Alright, one of the cannon arms. Go ahead. Yes. You, you, you blow it up, and you see the thing kind of rocks a little bit, and the arm kind of like slouches down, and it's like shredded and broken, and you're like, that thing's out of commission. Back to you, uh, Victor. So I have um, the guys with the... Um, with the Grapple, jetpack, and the unmanned cannon. Okay. That you know, if you shoot one more shot, the cannon, the cannon's done for. But right. currently, somebody else could get on it and use it. But if I take out, uh, I'm gonna hit the um, the gra- uh, grapple guys. Okay, you you blow up that wall and they fly off, and you hear him scream as they get one guy's on fire and he, and he jumps off to try to land on the water underneath, and he's you know he's gone. Back to you, uh, Victor, uh, Landris. 
So the cannon's out of commission on the CDM? One of us. He's got two arm cannons, so his right arm cannon is gone. And how many jetpacks are there? He's got two... Uh, jetpack duders or his I'm sorry, um, engines? Engines for the... He's got two of each. Two engines, two shoulder, two cannon arms. So one cannon arm's dead. He's still got two jetpack dudes. That's jetpack... Uh, let's call them engines. He's got two engines. These are the things pouring out the black smoke that are just propelling him forward at great force. I'm going to hit you, one You can end. tell it needs a lot of force to push that thing. I'm going to hit one of the engines. All right, nice. You hit it, you, you crack <laughs> it, and you see the thing really starting to lean, and he's almost starting to turn a little bit. Uh, but he's keeping himself in the air, and he's keeping up, and he's going to slow down. Uh, but it's not, he, you know, you guys are getting there real soon, but uh, he's he's lagging. Uh, real slouching. Uh, last shot for you, Victor. Uh, I'm, go- I'm going yeah, for the, the jetpack, guys. Take them out. All right, you fire, and now there's nothing left on that side but the tram that has the cannon, right? Right, but there's no uh, one there, right? At it? Nope, no one there. Okay. Uh, which leaves the jetpack dudes, uh, three of them, over on your side, Landris. What do you want to shoot at? Jetpack dudes or some other part of the CDM? So if I take out the second energy of the CDM, I assume it's just going to lag behind. Yeah, it's it's not going to be able to fly. It's it's going to make it to the battlefield, but it's not going to be able to fly during the battle. Hmm, okay. Um, I'm going to take out the other cannon. All right, cool. You shoot and you blow up the other cannon, and it's and it's all messed up, right? And you guys uh, now finally arrive at the front of the train. You've caught up now, and you're at. The, you can see the the vault tram has been completely. It's like in ribbons. The roof and the walls are almost all gone. All that's left is almost like an open air tram now. You just see the vault, and you see some dude has like a almost like a, a torch, and he's trying to cut it open. And there's you see there's dead people everywhere. There's the shattered. Uh, Chrismals that those automatic defense things. Uh, there's a lot of dead people. There was a lot of battle in here, and you look like that. Like no one survived, and this is you guys are are it for defending this area right now. Um, and so the vertebrate drops you off, and as it drops you off, the crystal, the CDM, uh, it banks and smashes right into your vertebrate because it lost that engine. And the vertebrate starts going down, and you guys jump off. And you see it go off into the distance, and it's and it's who knows what's gonna happen that thing, but it's not come back. Uh, you Did now that do ne- damage to the um, to the other thing? To the CDM? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you can see the cannon arm just like fell off. It doesn't even have it anymore. It's okay. even like trying to bash it with. So this the the CDM lands on top of the vault, right? And it starts like writes itself, and it looks around, and you see like these red lasers kind of scan the battlefield, almost like infrared sort of thing, but you can see them. And uh, you can hear through, like, the speakers on these uh, soldiers, let's call them. Uh, they, they must have old technology because their radios kind of bleed through and you can hear them. And you can hear uh, the dude, somebody saying, I just need a few more minutes and then I'm into the vault. You can hear that through everybody's radios. And then you hear uh, some really, really gruff guy go, um, I may have lost two cannon arms, but I tell you what. And you hear, you see his shoulder pods open up. I'm going to reduce this whole battlefield to nothing but ash. And uh, we're going to keep the same initiative. And so right now you've successfully killed a lot of guys, but we got three jetpack dudes. And we have the CDM, which has two, has one engine, and it has a missile pod and a second missile pod. And then we have the dude trying to break into the vault. But he's behind the vault, on the very, very front of the train, right behind the engine car. And to, to get to him would be suicide because you have to get past the CDM, which is right on top of the vault. 
So you can't really get to him until you clear out uh, this machine. To make things easy on me, would you guys like to use a different form of initiative where you guys roll one dice and all the enemies roll one dice and then all the enemies will go or all you will go? Sure. All right, one of you rolled a d20 at one of your highest initiative modifiers. Ooh, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. 29. Okay, well, you got it. <laughs> and so, uh, just for visualization's sake, the battlefield run right now, is that, is this another cargo-like? No, no, this was a special train. one. This was a vault. It was right behind the engine car. It was supposed to be enclosed, but there's been so much battling up here that it's been ripped apart, and it looks now just like a cargo one. It's just open air and everything. Uh, and by the way, as you were passing, there were other battles happening in the car, but you could see everyone was trying to get to the front. This is obviously their target. Makes sense from the Dragoon just blowing up cargo. Obviously, they were after something in this vault. Uh, but you guys won initiative, so uh, you guys go first. You get to choose which of you want to go first. You go first. Okay, thank you. I say, what are we transporting? I'm going to fire at the um, CDMs, one of their missile pods, and I'm going to do a full round action. Is it within 30 feet? No. First attack is 17. Second attack is 9. Oh, uh, they both miss. Uh, Victor's turn. Uh, land, uh, Victor, yeah. Yeah, yeah Victor. Um, and the jetpack guys—they've landed. No, they're still flying right now. But they're—they're—they're they're, they're in this this area with you guys. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna fire at um, what he tried to fire at. Um, okay, one of the missile pods on the CDM. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With my. Oh, this thing is like the size of a dragon. This thing is—I I forgot to mention its size. It's the size of a dragon. Is it like a vehicle or a suit? Oh, it's a vehicle. Okay. There's somebody piloting it. And this is just like mostly crystal. You can see the pilot in there. He's got like his bandana. He's got an eye patch. He has a cigar. The whole thing's smoking up inside there. And is he, uh, what is he, an uh, elf? No, he's a frogman. What do you call him? Gripply. Gri- oh, Gripply. He's a little yep. tiny little guy. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm going to fire at that. Uh, 16. Miss. Uh,. You see, he kind of repositions the CDM to kind of stomp and then look at you guys, and you see uh, six red dots uh, shoot out from this thing, targeting an area that will hit both of you. Uh, and the missile pods kind of like start arming, and then the other missile pod shoots out six more missiles uh, in an area uh, to make this area even wider around you guys. So you guys are right dead in the center of this. Um, and then that's going to make it. Uh, the uh, dudes with the jetpacks turn, and one f- does like a flyby attack versus you, Landris. Okay. Twenty-five. That hits. Ten damage. Ow. Can I do another j- uh, jetpack dude does the same thing, missing, and the third jetpack dude goes to try to do it to Victor with uh, fourteen, which is a miss. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, it's fifteen. That's still a miss. So th- you see, they're, they're they're taking swipes at you guys. Um, but you see one of the dudes that uh, that swiped, he flew from the direction, um, towards the direction of the cannon thing. So he is now close to that cannon on that uh, tram that's next to you guys. Making it uh, back up to the top of the to the turn, uh, making it uh, Landris' turn. Now, so you guys, you can see this area is being targeted. You can choose to move out of the way, uh, but it's going to take a full round action to get out of the range of this thing. Because hmm. he's targeting you with both uh, missile pods to make it a very wide area. So I'm gonna, I actually, I, I'm sorry. I should, I should put a number to it. We'll say a, a radius of 45 feet. And we're in the center. Yes. Okay. Um, 
What do? I'm gonna get out of the way. I'm gonna uh, sprint forward. Okay, so you, uh, I guess... you said there was another tram though. Yes, the one with the cannon on it that has no one on it. Oh, great, because that was the one that um, Vic had shot the guy off. Of. Right. So yeah, it's how... actually it's actually there's no one using it. It's... How how close is that? Uh, it's 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 away from you, 50 feet, but there's a 20 20 of that feet is um is empty space. You'd have to jump. I still have the jetpack on. Indeed, you do. But yeah, so you want to use it to try to, to do this jump? Yeah, uh, all right, so it's sure. just me and the jump. Yep, you are just going to make, uh, since you don't have... Okay. To, no, oh, you're going to activate it no matter what. To use it right, we're going to see... Fly. Do you have fly? Do I have fly? Here we go. So you, it's actually, you have a fly speed of 60 feet with poor maneuverability. So poor maneuverability gives you a plus something, right? Poor maneuverability gives me a, a minus to uh, fly checks. I don't remember how much. I want to say minus eight? Either minus four or minus... Let's see. But do you four have is a minus four to fly checks. Do you have fly? Um, not trained, but I mean, I have the skill. All right, but what do you have... So you're going to be rolling a d20 and a minus four. I have a plus four uh, dex mod, so I'm just going to roll a d20, and I got a four. <laughs> four, four, and four. Perfect. I'm, I'm not trying to do anything fancy with it. I'm just right, trying right, to right. run, jump, and Move use it to get me that extra distance I might need. and remain flying is ten. Okay, so and I am using an acrobatics a, I'm, I'm using my jump. last panache point. And then as like or at the apex of your jump, are you using your jetpack? Hmm. Thirty-four. All right, so you clear it in the jet, and you activate the jetpack anyway, right? And you're very happy you clear it because the jetpack like takes you up a little bit, and you like turn your arm down, and then you've just now learned a lesson that when your hand goes down, those that glove you put on your hand makes your jetpack go down, and you slam into the ground. <laughs> uh, but you are on that platform, but you're prone. Okay. Uh, and you're not flying anymore. Your jetpack's still on, though, so you can still attempt another uh, fly check again. Now, now that that's done, this craziness, and now is uh, Victor's turn. How close are the jetpack guys to me? Uh, they're probably about, uh, let's see, they, they move, so they're probably about 30 feet away from you, because they did fly by attack. <laughs> he can't use the missiles up close. Yeah, I'm just going to run up to it. How far is it from me? It from you, 60 feet. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna charge it. So you're you're charging it, and, and normally you actually wouldn't be able to hit it because it's on top of this vault. Mm -hmm. But some of it, some of it is hanging down from the damage that uh, Landris did to it with a cannon. So you can actually make a charge attack. Seventeen. Seventeen's a miss. Okay. That now makes it its turn. It shoots out a, a, about six missiles on each side, so a dozen missiles land where you were at, and that is now considered difficult terrain, right? The flaps close, and he turns to you, and, he, and he's trying to, like, you can see he's trying to do something, and the arm kind of lifts and whatever, and he's like, And you can hear bleeding over everyone's intercom. He took out my arms. That's all right, I got other tricks in this puppy. And you see uh, the engine begins to turn on uh, again, because it had turned off after he landed. Flyby attack, dude. So two are going actually after Victor with a 19 and a number way lower than 19. Miss and miss, I take it. Uh huh. But the other one instead flies over and lands on uh, right next to the cannon and gets into the cannon seat. Spends his action getting on it and sitting, getting ready to use the cannon on that, on that platform that you're now on, bringing mm -hmm. it back to Landris's turn. He's not like enclosed, that's, right? That's no, the absolutely not. Super exposed. Yes, it is the cannon you damage. Okay. I'm gonna run, jump on top of the cannon and shoot him in the face. All right, do it. Ooh, natural 20 with a 33. Ooh, miss. He's got a lot of armor. No, that's a, that's a <laughs> confirmed critical. 
21 to confirm. Hit. Um, 39 damage. There's a hole right in the center of his face where his face was. The face is off. His face off. And he slouches in the seat. Back to Victor. Oh, I get a panache point back, yay. Is there um, any, like, uh, vulnerable spot? Like, I know what I'm... uh, Like, something that looks like I could find... Are you asking if a creature in Pathfinder has a weak spot? I'm playing (laughs) with new players. I thought I wouldn't have to answer that question since Season 1 happened. And people ask me if a dragon could fit into castle and if enemies had weak spots. Look, I was so tempted to ask if that dragoon could fit in a castle. Uh, Anyway, um... (laughs) If I fired my electrical cannon thing into it would that you know it's totally have, a robot i have knowledge engineer you um, do so well like, actually yes make a knowledge engineering check 29 actually i don't you, you got you you figure out how you know this about this machine maybe because you're an engineer or some way you built a part for this machine or whatever right but you know this thing um is if you can hit it just right which out of game terms if you critical hit it mm-hmm. it actually does Far more damage than if you critically hit anything else. Okay. Because the way the crystalline structure works, once there's a fault, that fault spreads so quick like glass. Uh, so it's actually vulnerable to critical hits, and it's also vulnerable to electricity. That really, really disrupts the machinations of this thing. These are its uh, its weaknesses. Uh, oh. However, you know some of its strengths, which is um, all construct strength uh, uh, traits, um, and it's immune to any sort of cold damage. It's just like irrelevant to it, and fire damage means nothing to it. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna do you one better. The 29. It's so nice. Uh, you already know about all its attacks, uh, but the, the great thing to know about it is uh, this thing weighs a ton. If you could find a way to use that against it, you just know that that thing weighs a lot. And I'm gonna give you a plus one to all future attacks against this thing. Okay. Matter of fact, attack and damage rolls. I'm gonna shoot it. And but this is a gun, it's a touch AC. Twenty-nine. Right? Yeah. Twenty-nine. Oh yeah, you know what? This is with a twenty-nine also, you're gonna learn that this thing is built to to deal with what it expects to be common weapons in the city. Which is to say bludgeoning stuff, right? People mm-hmm. are gonna come up and try to hit it. So it's like alright, you can try all day long. You're never gonna get through that armor. Right. But gunfire, it is not not super great. Not super great because it's a crystal. Okay. Yeah, I'm fired at it. Which, that which you know, what? I'm just gonna tell you outright what this means. Its AC is 31. Its touch AC is nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this is rules as written. This is in the thing. So I hit. All right, I'm gonna give you one last thing, and then I'm gonna shut up about this machine. Sure, sure, sure. Because <laughs> you got a 29. You gotta get something out of a 29. You're an engineer, or you used to be. Uh-huh. At least a guy who constructed stuff. This is this is like aftermarket stuff. No police. This like maybe the police used this as a prototype ten years ago. This was definitely bought somewhere off market. They did not steal this from the police. This thing is not as hardy as uh, a, a one that's in fully operational condition, mint condition. This thing has got a lot of downsides to it. And did they do any like modifications on it or anything? Absolutely. This thing is modified up, down, left, right, and whole right center. Double okay. A, press BB, up, down, left, right, hold A, start, cheat code to get all levels in Sonic. Sure. <laughs> All right, so I hit it, and I'm going to be hitting it for uh, uh, five. Come on. Five. <laughs> yeah, whole well, five. It's vulnerable to electricity, so that's seven. You hit it. Roll- you I've rolled twos, like, all night long. Uh, now now it's uh, its turn, right? And so it um, 
takes its uh, its its um, jetpack boost thing. Actually, it turns to look at you, um, Landris. Okay. It fires up its jetpack and jumps up in the air. It can't stay in the air anymore because you killed one of its 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 engines. But mm-hmm. it slams down onto your tram, and your tram it like starts shattering and shaking uh, a lot. He's he's done damage to this tram. It's not bad enough that it's going to explode next turn or anything, but this tram is is uh, it's on a time life now. Uh, and this I'm like, don't make me jump back. This <laughs> I just got here. It's bear- bearing down on you. Uh, so it's now your turn. Okay. Um. I could totally use that jetpack. <laughs> I, I, could, I would fire it over if I could. Use that jetpack. You have it. I stand on top of the cannon and I look down and I've realized I've gotten two panache points back from that last fire because it criticaled and killed him. <laughs> so I'm thinking like if I die to this giant robot thing that was still really sweet. That this was awesome. Um, I'm going to get into the cannon. Nice. Alright, you're in it. Uh, I'm going to fire at what what's remains. There's one engine, two jet, or excuse me, two rocket pods. Mm-hmm. Um, it just landed on this tram car yes. and you said it was like top heavy. Yes, it's very weighty. Yep. Do I do I see a way that I could shoot it, then potentially knock it off, or maybe knock off that half of the tram? Hmm. And they say no to knocking it off, but to knock off that half of the tram. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you what. If you shoot at it, it's so close. There's no need to roll. But if you shoot at the tram, you're going to have to use attack as if you were shooting a siege weapon. But if you're successful. You might be able to break off that half of the tram that it's on. All right. Well, to not to not bog us down, you're gonna make a ranged attack, but with a not proficiency bonus. So a range. I'm sure there's more specific rules, and the people at home can tell me what they are later. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and shoot all, off the tram. Do it. Uh, 19. Dude, you did it. You 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 pointed at him, and he's like, "Come at me, bro!" And then you point down. And he's like, "Wait, wait, once, wait, let's talk about this." And you let it go, right? And you can see the tram just like splits in half and it falls back and the machine falls down with it. And uh, by the way, you know that this means your tram is, is is done. You have like one round and then it's gone. You've, you've... I sigh <laughs> uh, at the prospect of jumping again. <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it falls down deep below, uh, making it Landers' turn, uh, Victor's turn. Uh, let me ask a question. I got a 29, so you know, that's pretty good. Uh, would I know how to disable it? <laughs> I love whenever there's an argument before a question. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Would you know how to disable the machine? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I'll put it this way: if you were not in battle and you had like 24 hours, you could okay sabotage it maybe. But there's nothing you can do to disable it right now. Uh, at the end of my turn, I do yell, "Go for the vault!" These, I'll take care of these guys. Uh, Vic's gonna do it. He's gonna turn and run. Alright, so, so you're right next to the vault, so you go around the vault, and there is this dude in, like, metal plate armor that is, like, old armor. This is not anything new that's used anymore. Um, and he, he's got these just, like, these square eye holes, right? And they've got these, these tinted glass in front of it, and you see, he's carving it. And you can actually hear him say, and then it comes off of the uh, intercoms, the, the terrible intercoms off of the flying soldiers. Alright, he's like, I'm almost dead, I'm right and he looks up at you, and then he goes, uh... Walker, where are you? What happened to your machine? I need this guy off my back! And, uh, you get to attack him. Yeah, I'm gonna go and just shoot him. And 19. Hit. And 2. 
His shoulder kind of goes back a little bit. You love that number. Two, two, two. This is now Duder's turn. So we got some flyby attacks. They all come for you, Landris. Mm -hmm. So there's two of them. So we got 20 and 25. 25 hits. So we got an 8 damage. He comes up and he stumps on you. The other guy misses. Uh, it is now your turn, Landris. That platform's going. So if you're on I'm it, doing the same plan as before. I'm running, I'm jumping, and I'm hail marrying it. And if my jump ain't going to work, I'm going to activate the jetpack. Okay. I've gotten my panache points back, so I'm going to use Daring Do again. Yay. All right, so that's a 17. Okay. I rolled a natural 6 on my Daring Do, so I get to roll another D6. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm three feet so short bad. right now. I want you to one so bad. Five. No. <laughs> but what you don't know is other... You get a negative ten because... Yeah, you make it. You jump over across as you do here. And it falls down. And uh, you hear the most loud cacophony of sound. And you're both thrown back onto your backs as the tram shakes. As the CDM comes up from underneath the tram through the center breaks a hole and then slams on its side and kind of slides up and you see his engine jetpack just kind of falls off and he's trying to prop himself up and the machine just is not working you can see the frog dude inside the machine looks real bad he's bleeding all over the place you can see the crystal cracked and it's stuck in him and it's like still in there he looks real bad he's like he's dead man frogging and you hear through the intercoms the bleed through this is not going well boss And you see the frog dude shakes his head and he hits a button and the CDM begins crackling with electricity, with energy. You're not sure and you don't get time to get up and run away before it explodes. As it explodes, you the last thing you remember is just being thrown back. Maybe your head's hit something, whatever. It's, just, it's black now. And... Who knows how much time goes by, and you start to to, to come into consciousness. And uh, as as you kind of come back to consciousness, it's just a big bright light. As it starts coming into view, uh, you see the city not too far away. You've come very close to the city, um, and you kind of turn to your left, and it, it just really hurts to turn. And then you just see a wreck that goes on for a mile of the train just absolutely destroyed. You're now at the scene of all this devastation and you each are down to one HP. You know, you, what do you do? You're recovering from a near-death experience and you may have survived, but there, there's no victory here. For I guess maybe, maybe if you count victory, if you really care about whatever they wanted to get, they didn't get it. But everyone's dead on that tram. The conductor's train is caved in right where he would be, so maybe you can see what's going on with him, but whatever, you, you're at this wreck. Uh, how are when we're in the city? We're like, we're on, where are, like, I'm confused on where exactly. Yeah, so you, are. you've been, you've been going from the docks, right, to get more, skirting the outside of the city, and then it kind of curves into the city. So you're over water a lot of the time, and, mm -hmm. and just towards the end here, you were over the beaches, and so you're kind of, at the edge there of the city where the beaches are. 
So are we in water? Water's lapping up. Okay. But you're not in water. You're on you're on beach. Which is not sand, oh. by the way. I call it beach just because it's not a shore. I should call it shore. Yeah. Oh my! I did, had no idea I could jump that far. Uh, oh. I wish I had that. You're right. Yet. Yeah. No. I. Uh, my head hurts so bad. Oh, it hurts so bad. Uh, how about you? Whew. Uh, I. I don't know. I don't know right now. <laughs> I think I'm bleeding under my armor. Where's uh? What about Booker? You see Booker? Booker! I look over at the train. Yeah, probably not. He's just a kid. Did they get into the vault? Uh, I don't know. The vault's know. actually one of the closest things to you. I look over at it. It is cracked open. Yeah, it looks like it. Hmm. Maybe the crash did that. Mm. I'm gonna take a look. Uh, I'll cover you. Maybe. Uh, let me... Uh, Asper? Do you have anything... <laughs> no. Do we I have don't have. <laughs> I don't have anything. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna limp over to the the vault. So the vault, uh, it doesn't take much to to realize that that yes, the crash, whatever fault was being created by the guy, you know, cutting into it, the crash did it because everything's still there. There's a lot of gold, a lot of gold. There's some batteries. Uh, which I don't think you have much equipment, um, Landris, but you know that those are good for powered weapons. It would power your jetpack, for example, if it's out of energy, which it is, by the way, it's turned off. But in the center of the vault, which is suspended by these these bars that come from each face of this six-sided cube, right, is is the cylinder suspended, and it actually you can see that the cylinder is, is perfectly intact. This. I use the word suspended, it's almost like suspension. It took all the blow from this crash, keeping the cylinder uh, safe, which is a lot to go through to keep something safe. Um, when you say a cylinder, um, how big is it? Like, um, like hand, like, oh, could I hold it in my hand? Is it like my it size? It's about the size of, say, uh, your thigh. Yeah, the, they didn't get in here, but there's, uh, there's gold, there's batteries. I don't know what that is. Hmm. I have no idea. Do we have an idea? Can yeah. we make, some Can sort we of make a roll? Check? Yeah. Um, knowledge Arcana. Oh, I have no idea. I'm just as confused as you are. Well, this does help you because whatever knowledge you do have, you know it's not related to that field. So, like, if you have knowledge engineering, you're like, this isn't an engineering thing. It's not. A, I can well, tell you it's not a robot. <laughs> it's not an area of the city. <laughs> Are the sewers? All right. Um. <laughs> There's gonna be scavengers here soon. I pocketed some gold. Sure, you fill like your pockets can. with gold. I'll tell you how much later. Um, oh okay. yeah, I'm gonna totally grab uh, whatever he doesn't. Um, and there's um, batteries there too for your oh. jetpack and for your gun if you want them. Yeah, yeah, I do want to grab some of those batteries. How many? Uh, yeah, just tell me later. Am I still wearing the jetpack? If so, I'm gonna take it off and throw it on the ground. Uh, yeah, it's like shattered to pieces already. <laughs> I'm going to approach the <laughs> cylinder. Okay, you get up close to it. You uh, see it has, okay. uh, like, symbols and markings on it that mean something to somebody, but not you. I'm going to take a piece of gold and, like, toss it up toward it. it activates a chain reaction that murders the whole city. Roll new characters. <laughs> uh, nothing happens. It bounces off as if it was some sort of inert object. I think I should take this. I really hope it's not radioactive. Ugh. 
You see it's I'm locked. Gonna... It's locked to these bars. Oh. Uh, by what? Like a chain or? It's just like these mechanisms where it attaches it to these little locks. I can try to There's disable it. There's obviously a place for a key. Oh, I could do that. Can I roll a disable device? Sure can. While he's doing that, I'm going to scour the goodies here. See if there's any medical supplies. 30. You get it. No medical supply. Uh, you okay. get it unlocked. And you get a, You get the tube. It's yours. Uh, it hovers above you. It says you got the tube. I'm going to I'm gonna grab it. Okay. You got it. Does it, like, hurt? Does it feel warm? No. It just It's just like a, a thing. It's just a thing. Well, oh, he's looking at Completely it. I want to inert. search... Search the area. You see a hand kind of open and closed, sticking out of the rubble. Uh, is it just a person's hand? It doesn't have any like armor or anything on it. Because the the, all the enemy were like were like decked out in armor and stuff, right? No armor. It's definitely non-anthro. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remove some of the rocks. In your weakened state, it's too hard, but you you hear muffling noise from underneath. Hey, Landris, I think I think there's someone over here. I can't get him out. Ah, uh, all right, g- give me a second. Uh, I'm gonna take this cylinder thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a twenty to slide a hand to hide it on my person. Okay. Uh, for so a twenty-nine, if anyone is like actively looking for it. Okay. Uh, and once I like, I don't know, I'm gonna like slide it under my armor somewhere. Um, okay. I'm gonna go over and try and help him. All right. You uh, we working together. You get this this rubble off of uh, what is Booker. And he's messed up, man. But you kind of feel like he's probably just about as messed up as you are. You probably don't look too good to him. <laughs> and he looks up at you uh, with like blood on half his face and his eyes closed. And he goes, the situation has changed. <laughs> yeah, it's changed. A Did whole lot. Uh, I guess not really. Sort of. I don't think anyone won. Uh, Booker? I know yeah. this is like bad form or anything, but you got anything on you that will help us out here? No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, can, you, can, can you stand, Booker? Yeah, and he kind of props himself up and gets up. He grabs a piece of rubble to help him up. Uh, this was different than I thought it was going to be. I, I thought we were going to fight uh, like a gang or something, but this was like... These are mercenaries. They had equipment yeah, and and armor and jetpacks and robots. We haven't really experienced that ourselves yet, but we can't dwell on it. There's, I look around. There's, there's going to be scavengers soon. We got to get out of here. Do you know what you see? You see more jetpack dudes coming in the distance. <sighs> oh god. Gosh. Uh, are we in like the middle? So we're on these tracks. Oh no, we're on the beach. You said. Right? Yeah, you're on. You're on the shore, and uh, and Booker says, uh, "I know a place we can go." All right. Can you and, walk? And he, yeah, yeah. He actually he, he looks around for a little bit, and he's not like leaving right away. Um. So where's the place we can go? One, one second, one second. What are you looking and for, he, kid? He, this. And he, he pulls off a tag off of the armor, and he holds it up, and it's a symbol. And he goes, 
whoever the mercenaries were, this will help us figure it out. What you guys know anything about mercenary groups? We'll talk about it later. Grab it and let's go. Oh, okay, he puts it in his pocket, uh, and it falls out because his pocket's ripped, and he picks up a bunch <laughs> in the pocket, and, and then you guys uh, go into the city. The city, this is a place, when you think of everything is just covered in a red hue, because uh, crystals are used. Think of a city of neon lights, day or night, and it just happens to be night, by the way. It's always dark, unless you're really on the shore, because it's just, you know, you have a giant platform above you that just blocks the sun. If the difference between living in a city, which I think, I know that at least uh, I have, and that you work in a city, uh, Christian, have you been uh, much in a city ever, Tim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Chicago. Okay, so you know, like, the air is just almost tastes and smells different. It definitely does. This isn't, like, fresh air. But it's not like we're not in smog because we're surrounded by mountains like Beijing or something. So anyway, you, you're in there, and you guys have lived here your whole life. Especially, you're in lower core hall, uh, Kadesh. This is, like, kind of feels like your, your beat. Uh, it would, anyway, if you weren't just in racking pain. Uh, and and you go over, and you... you um, Stuff is loud because the nightlife is on, and you go to this like this little, almost like a basement. Stairs go down, right, and uh, you can hear music bleeding through the door. You 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 hear this music, right? It's like bleeding through the door. It's muffled, and and, and Booker gets in front of you. And he knocks on the door, and uh, eye plate kind of goes back, and you hear a snort, and it closes, and the door opens, and this music is blaring loud, which is like the last thing you want right now. You, it's like, oh, it's, it's making your head pound. I told uh, you my head hurt. This big guy, this big guy is, is the bouncer, and he steps aside and lets you in. And you guys go through this kind of long hallway, and then you reach, and you're now inside this dance club, right? And this is not like a high-class place. Booker's apparently not a high-class guy. Uh, there's like stripper poles, but there's like cages, probably to protect the strippers more than, than anything else. But this is definitely a place that is is more geared to, to anthros, uh, which I don't think we, our listeners probably get a little bit confused while I'm saying anthros. Uh, so I'll explain this just a little bit real quick. We'll explain it more later, but in this world, it's either elf, half-elf, or a animal-like race. So it's either cat folk, or the gripply, or any other sort of, you know, animal-like race. So in here, that's happening right now. Um, it's, it's definitely geared towards Anthro, which is what uh, they're called as a nickname. Uh, but there's not only Anthros here. And uh, and Booker just finds an empty table and sits down on it. And this place is a little bit packed. Uh, but you, you find a table. And uh, a waitress comes by, you guys, or, or he, uh, Booker orders a drink. She asks you if you want anything. Booker, I, I'm all for clubs, but this doesn't really seem like the time. Listen. Um, do you know who that guy is? And he points to some random dude. No. no. Nobody's going to know who we are. And if anybody's looking for us, they're going to find us here. Yeah, but I'm bleeding on the upholstery. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I'm sorry. I just thought we should get to a place where we could talk and figure out what to do next or where to go. I mean, I think if somebody's hunting us down, they're going to look to the nearest hospital. I'm sorry. I've just, I thought maybe we should talk about things no, first. No, it's good. It's good. Good booker. Uh, yeah, I'll take a beer. And like Get the lady, like it's almost tea. like unfazed by your guys' condition. All right, she takes her and she leaves and goes. And he puts the thing in the in the middle of the table and goes. Anybody know who this was? And why the heck they murdered all my friends or co-workers? Uh, I want to get a good look at it. It looks like an X with a circle in the middle, like an empty space. Uh, would I know what that is? 
knowledge local? No. No. Could I use my generic police check? Are they potentially yeah, either sure. a faction? Uh, you, you were oh. Yeah, you can make it. Uh, 12. No. You don't know him. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know, kid. Don't know at all. He puts it away. You have any idea? No. I think I'm going to quit in the morning. What? I don't, I don't think I'm cut out for security. After tonight, I'm not sure about myself either. I mean, no more train to protect, right? We're technically unemployed, I guess. Oh. Yeah, I guess that doesn't fit good in the resume. Huh? No. Hey, but we survived. That's more than everyone else. Man, that conductor did me a big favor. I, I begged for that job. Dead uh, man. Sarah's gonna be so mad at me. Look, our first priority should be getting healed. <laughs> yeah. Am I being paranoid? You think people are looking for us, or you think that we should just go to the hospital? Oh yeah, they're definitely looking for us. But I really Why? I mean if we escape through carers, they'd probably get whatever they wanted anyway. Maybe, but you know, like you said, they killed all your friends. Might be an indiscriminate kind of thing. They threw a lot at that train. I ain't never seen those machines before. I have. That's all. It's police stuff. They don't employ it often, but it's there. The police have stuff like that? Oh, yeah. What would they use it for? We, well, we have to fight against things like that. You haven't seen how bad the riots get, do you? No. They can get pretty bad. You typically don't need more than one of those things. You don't need it to fire off, but you need it. Fired off today. How does someone who's not a police officer get one of those things? Steal it. Or maybe they're getting rid of it, auction it. Who knows? Has his beer arrived yet? Yeah, it comes. When it, when it comes, um, Vic takes out uh, a little pack of pills, and he takes those and then washes them down with the, uh, um, the beer. And... Um, that's that's from his uh, his arm injury. He, he has these pills. Gotcha. Have I seen you take them before? Yes. Uh, you would see that that would happen quite a bit, uh, but especially when he's like uh, st- very stressed, he takes them. So you've you've seen it a good a good bit. Well, happy holidays, guys. Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. I clink glasses. Yeah, he clinks them. To health. Sure. Health. You see the reason. I wasn't watching the State of the Unions. It's because I was places like this. Hmm. Everyone here seems more busy with other stuff than watching speech. It's a lot more fun, too. Not much in the mood for uh, dancing at the moment, though. But you do it a lot, huh? I mean, what else is there to do? You'll have to show me some good places. Is this place good? It's alright. Yeah, not bad. I come here a couple times. I know the guy, the front, he let me in his name... It's like, well, it starts with an F. I think it's like Frank or something. Frank, sure. I uh, honestly uh, want like either some rest or like some medication or something. I'm not feeling good. We need to find a hospital or some back alley surgeon or something. No, no, I'm not going in there and and, and leave it without a kidney, man. Uh, I know how this goes. You got two of them, I think. You hear the screeching sound of a chair sliding the floor. And you look, and somebody pulls a chair right next to your table and sits in it. Uh, What what does this person look like? It's a girl who is 
almost head to toe covered in a suit. He even has like a face mask. Uh, that's that is. It's not like a, a gas mask, which like just the eyes. It's a whole face thing, but it's got like a tint to it, so you can't quite see inside it. And uh, you, you only know it's a girl just from her hair and her her size, unless she's just a, a very feminine man. Could be maybe. Uh, but as soon as she talks, she's verified. And she goes, "Ah, you 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 three look like you had a tough night." You have no idea. Boy, if I were you, I would just want to crash right now, huh? <laughs> I laugh at the word crash. <laughs> yeah. What? You, you know a place? Well, in this town, I think everybody knows a place. Man, you guys just look like... You look like you've been through a train wreck. Uh, oh. You said she's wearing a, a suit? Yes. Like a business suit? No, like a... like a, uh, Kind of like a, a, a... You would see armor. It's armor. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry, I wasn't clear. So, what does she look like? A, like a guard? Nope, nothing, nothing like a guard. She's wearing a mask. Have I have we seen anything like that before? Uh, yeah, it's police grade, uh, sort of gas mask or the environment mask. Uh, my hand, my bionic arm, is under the table, pointing mm-hmm. at in her direction. The hand is, or with a gun? Well, you know, it's it's got like that piece in it that shoots out the. the oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So it that's pointed at her. Gotcha. Are you uh, getting at something here? Do you want a drink? I'll buy you a drink. She, uh, you see, she she takes, puts her hand on the front of the face mask, and you hear like a of depressurizing. She takes off the mask, and this very pretty but pale uh, elf looks at you and goes, uh, "Boy, I would just love one." I'm, huh? I flag down the waitress. She comes over, in the point to the elf. She goes, "I would love a glass of water," and the waitress like rolls her eyes and leaves. So. I was able to follow you guys for, like, in about 10 seconds after arriving. So I'm sure anyone else who's following you uh, is is going to be finding you pretty easy. But I didn't find you because I saw a couple of bleeding guys coming off the train. I was actually following that guy, and she points over her shoulder behind her, kind of almost nonchalantly, not making it obvious. And you see a dude sitting at the bar. His body's facing you. He's staring you down. She goes, "Don't, don't make it obviously you're looking." And this dude uh, is an odd fellow because he is wearing a business suit. To be clear, but the business suit has like stitched onto it like a skeleton outline, right? And he's wearing like a sort of mask that is, is a skull, and he's got a tie, and even the tie is like a skeleton thing on it. It kind of looks like the throat. The spine part. I was following him, and he took an interest on you guys. I've been following him all night, so I figured if he's interested in you guys, I should be interested too. Now that guy there is a very bad man. That's the reason I've been following him. He is a man who has lived at least 20 years in a profession that does not forgive mistakes. And for some reason, he set his eyes on you guys, and you guys don't look like you're in the shape too. Uh to hangle with a stool more than a person. And what are you suggesting? I was saying you guys look like you need some help and I think I can help you guys out. And she puts under the table uh, some of these green crystals, which you know immediately uh, are, are akin to, they're like a, they're, they're the equivalent of a health potion. 
And you, what um, you do is you, you just you break them and then you swap them. It sucks, it hurts, but it heals. I try to swipe it discreetly okay. uh, with a sleight of hand because I don't want him to see it. Sure. I'll just take a 10 for a 19. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you do it. You, you, have a, you know your own skill. You have a feeling you did a pretty good job. Uh, I'm going to do the same. Take a 10 for a 14. I heard funny. I am going to make a heal check. Uh, I'm going to take a 10 for a 15. Just to make sure it's what she says it is. Ah, okay. Uh, so 15? Yes. Yeah, you think it is what it is. Okay. I, I eye it a bit in my hand and I I kind of crush, crush it in my hand and then like drop it into my drink. Okay. And then take a swig of my drink, taking the crystals with it. Right. You're going to heal uh, 48 points of damage. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, I want to heal myself too. Uh, uh, how much? Seems kind I... of irrelevant because uh, Booker just grabs them and crushes them and eats them without any sort of. Oh. Uh, how much? How much did I get healed? Forty-eight. Okay. As in four and a D and an eight, not as in forty-eight. Oh, okay. Four. Oh, oh, you you want us, you want us to roll for that? I was like, wow, it's a lot. So yeah, that I heard too much. Roll a D eight four times. Oh, is what that is. I did not do that right at all. I'm still not in the uh, best shape of my life. No, I'm about half. But uh, what's? It sounds like you have a plan, lady. I, I do have a plan, but it's gonna evolve. I'm gonna have to take a couple more punches. And she puts her mask back on. I'm gonna leave, and I'm gonna leave it up to you guys. Do you? If you wanna come with me, you can either stay here, and you can dance with him, or you can come back to my place. Uh, I don't think we have a m- much chance with that guy. Her, you said her armor was like police grade and such. Yeah. Do you have any uh credentials? Yeah, I'm not trying to kill you. And no, but I mean he is. Whatever you are, I'm just curious. What do you got a badge, a ID of some kind? Uh we don't, we don't have badges. Then who's we? Dude, Listen, we're, we don't we have a lot of time. Yeah, you can either trust me or not. But if you have any care for for anything. I wouldn't let him have that cylinder. Uh, whether or not you come with me, I'm just going to give you that piece of advice, alright? And the, the lady comes back with, with the, the glass of water, and this girl looks up at her and he goes, Oh, thank you so much. She takes it and goes, Some good water. And then smashes the glass over the head of this waitress and upturns the table and turns around and punches another patron who turns to her and she points at you. <laughs> <laughs> at you, Victor. Oh, great. And uh, the guy, like, he, like, you see, he, like, he throws his plate down and then comes to you. And then you hear someone scream, Bar fight! And everyone starts throwing punches everywhere. And this entire time that this is happening, the dancers are just dancing in their cages. Don't even matter. Uh, but when that happens, this, this, the bouncer dude rolls his eyes and he starts walking over to, to you guys and, uh, a Bull man taps the guy on his shoulder, and when he turns around, headbutts the guy and breaks his nose. And he starts fighting with the bouncer. And then the girl says, You want out of here? Meet me outside, right in the front, in one minute. And not a second sooner, and not a second later. And she runs out of, of the bar. And this uh, this dude who is at the bar, the, um, the actual sit-down area bar, as in the surface, uh, he gets up, this, this skull man, and uh, he starts trying to make way to you, but everyone is kind of in his way, and he's pushing them aside. 
and you see he takes out what is like um, a flail, uh, like an, an old-fashioned kind of flail sort of thing, and he starts smashing people, just wreck like. People are fighting, but this is a lethal thing that he's doing. Uh, what do you guys do? I ha uh, would my urban stride apply here? You know what? Yes, it would. Okay, so I'm I have experience with these kind of things. I, I've been bystander and participant in these fights before. <laughs> I, I know how to move around them, so I'm gonna be less impeded. But I'm gonna try and help everyone else get out. Um, I have uh, smoke arrows. When they hit, they create a uh, five foot cube of smoke. Okay. Um, I'm gonna throw one at that guy's feet to try and disrupt his vision. Okay, make a make an attack roll. Uh, I think it's just AC5 for a floor. But, you know, with all those people in the way, let's boost it up to 10. Actually, you know, it's like, it's what? It's cover is plus four for each person. So let's put four people in your way. 21. 19. All right, so you kind of miss. It's going to fall short. Uh, it's actually going to be a little bit closer to you. It's not right at his feet, but it still is in between you two. Okay. Smoke starts coming everywhere. And then I'm going to make a stealth check. Okay. Well, his vision of me is obscured. Uh, 25. Yeah, I was going to make a stealth check as well to try to blend in with the surrounding. Okay, go ahead. 24. Okay. Uh, fists come at both you guys. You both need to make some reflex saves. Sure. 14. 17. Okay. Uh, you you deftly dodge, Victor. However, Lanris, uh, you get smacked right underneath the jaw by some hand out of nowhere. Uh, so you're going to take four points of non-lethal damage. Uh, so you're, you're now, uh, Landris is, you're now, this guy has got his eye on you, so you are engaged with this guy right now. This sort of thing that, like, he notices you, moving away from his enemy attack opportunity, you've got to somehow deal with him, continue moving forward, or you can just continue moving forward and, and take his punch. Hmm. What's this person look like? Uh, this is, this is like a, um, a lizard man. <laughs> deal with him. Oh, I'll deal with him. I take out my, <laughs> I take out my bow and just shoot him lethally dead. <laughs> no, I take out my sap. I do have a sap. Okay. Um, it's more like a baton. Like it, I flick my wrist and it extends. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's a metal baton, that. and I'm just gonna bop him in the head with bop it. Him. Bop it. Pull it. <laughs> Extend it. Whack it. Aim it. I don't want to do this. Pull it. <laughs> no, no. Sixteen. Uh, sixteen. All right. Yeah, you hit him right across the face, and it's like it's disoriented, and he's gonna be disengaged with you for a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure he broke his nose. Oh, he's no, he's a lizard. excited about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, once he's dazed, I'm going to try and move away. Okay. About you uh, there, uh, Victor? Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep moving. All right, so you're, you're getting closer and closer to the door. You can see that tunnel that you came in, which is pretty clear of people. Most people are in the bar area. And uh, by the way, this brawl is, you know, it's, it's, it's an okay brawl, but what's really bad is that you can see this, this, this skeleton man is just doesn't care and there is blood going everywhere from his blows and then you hear uh, an ear an, an ear shattering scream come out and you can smell fire and you look back at this guy and his hands are out and the, the floor is kind of melting in, in two circles one to his left and one to his right and crawling out of this these weird circles these weird melting circles are these dogs that are on fire and this must be the most crazy thing to you in the world because you've never seen an animal. Kadesh is completely vacant of all life, both plant and animal. And so it's very strange to see this, especially these things that are on fire. And, and just so that everyone at home know what they look like, they're hellhounds. Uh, but to you guys, this must be crazy. I'm sure you've heard of animals, but never on fire animals. <laughs> uh, and you hear uh, uh, Booker goes, that ain't technology. That's fecking magic. And these, these dogs start jumping on people. 
uh, who are in front of the skeleton man, and they start eating like people. This is it's a it's actually a pretty gross scene. A lot of flesh is like hanging from their mouths, and people are burning because they're right on top of them. And smoke starts to fill the area. What do you do? And this guy's like this guy. By the way, he's Terminator walking to you. Like he's not running. He's like doing that steady. Let's get out of here. I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah. Keep heading. Okay, so as, as you get going down, you're about halfway down the hallway, and you can hear the, the running of, of four legs, and it's... I want you to make a will save. I want you to imagine hearing in this tunnel and seeing these fire creatures. This is... this is frightening. On a best... <laughs> on your best day, this would not be a very comfortable situation. Sixteen. Ten. Okay, well, the sixteen makes it, however, the ten, you, you're going to be shaken uh, okay. about, about this situation, right? These things coming at you, and you cannot get to the door before they do. They are faster than you. You're quickly learning that dogs are a lot quicker than people. Uh, and, and they and they are uh, overcoming you. And right as one, like, leaps to you, you see it is just sideswiped. It is just jackknifed by uh, this bull man, right? And he just, like, slams into it, has it against the wall, and is picking it up, and he's slamming against the wall, and the thing's nipping, not... Uh, nipping, at, nipping at his face and he's like fighting with this thing but there's one other hellhound uh, that you gotta deal with and he, he kind of jumps at you guys you guys kind of dodge a little bit and now he he's past you in between you and the door and he turns around to see you and you've got this hellhound in your way right and you see the bull man's fighting with the other hellhound and then way in the back you can see Terminator walking to you is his skeleton suit uh, roll initiative 22 27 27 goes first okay um I'm going to turn to the guy, Terminator walking at yeah. us. I'm going to expend my last two panache points. Um, I take out my bow, and I take out um, an arrow that's like marked somehow. There's like a ring painted on it. Or there's some way for me to designate it from the other ones. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a single attack against him with my bow. It's going to be against his touch AC. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be an... Um, I'm going to use an entangling shot. So um, if it hits, he's going to be entangled. 30. Yeah, you got him. Oh, good. All right, so he takes um, seven damage. Okay. And um, when the arrow strikes, it breaks apart into many different pieces with, like, a thin string attaching all these many different pieces, and they wrap around his arms, and they wrap around his torso, they get caught in his clothes, and he's entangled for one round. Okay. All right, done. Uh, so that happens. It shatters all entangles him, and he's, like, trying to pull it off. And uh, I'm gonna wait till his turn. It's now your turn, Victor. Yep. Uh, so he attacked the skull guy, and we have the the um, hellhound in front of us. Yeah, in between you and the door. I'm gonna try to get rid of that hellhound so we can get out. Um, and I'm gonna do a full round on it with my hammer. So first, 25, 20. Hit, hit. Uh, five and uh, six. Right. You- you hit it, and you seem to do an okay job. This thing is, you've, you've already brought down past half. Okay, is Booker with us? Yes, he's right behind you guys. Booker is just wide-eyed and staring at this monster. You have a feeling that he's he did not fare as well as you guys did on his will save. Uh, he's just, like, staring at this, this fire creature. Booker, hit it! Come on! Okay, so Skullman, he starts trying to rip the stuff off of him, and he's starting to actively pull it off. He's like spending his all his actions to get rid of it. Uh, this now makes it Bullman who takes his fist and smashes it into the wall like through the skull of this this um, hellhound and the hellhound falls to pieces and then kind of dissolves and disappears. Way to go. Leaving no corpse. 
uh, and the thing, and the blowing kind of shakes his hand off and kind of rubs it from the fire. Back to, oh, now it's to the, to the hellhound. Uh, the hellhound, he breathes in, and then breathes out fire like a flamethrower. And everyone needs to make a DC 14 reflex. 24. Ooh. 13. Oh, close. Not going to go well. Eight fire damage. Ooh, I'm charred. Uh, and so your your clothes are on fire, which you need to spend a move action to put out. Otherwise, you'll take fire damage. Now it's top of the round. I only got one more of these. I take out the second arrow. Um, it's a move action to put the fire out. Yeah. I'm gonna attempt to do that. I pat like the back of my armor, like I fan my coat to get the flame out. And I take out my last of these arrows I have. Um, ooh, natural 20, 33 against his touch AC. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, eight uh, damage, and he is entangled for one more turn. Okay. He's, he's messing with it again. Uh, and it's gonna go to our good friend Victor. Uh, and he still ha- we still have that hellhound in front of us, right? Yep. It's looking bad okay. Now. Yeah, it's like gonna... it's like the fire starting to go out and it's starting to billow more smoke. Doing the same thing. Um, twelve and twelve, they miss. Both sure. miss. Yep. <laughs> Booker, if you don't hit this thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Booker doesn't hit the thing. And it now goes to uh, Bullman, who charges at this other hellhound and smashes it to pieces against the wall. And he kind of looks at you and says, uh, uh, "Get out now!" And you look. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Thanks. You look back in the in the skull man. Uh, he doesn't even bother taking the stuff off. He begins. You can hear him saying words, and he begins moving his hands in some sort of very meticulous but deliberate fashion. You're not sure what he's doing, but he's doing something. Then you guys can get through that tunnel now here on your next turn. So you guys go and you go out and you and you go up into the to the city and you hear the turn out, turn out, turn out, and another vertebrate comes by, and you see in the driver's seat was that lady. And, she, and uh, the bull man like, pushes you guys aside and, and grabs up on the handle and jumps into it. And he says, get on! Um, now, you said the last one could only hold two people. Can this one hold more than that? Yes. Okay. I jump on. This one doesn't have any of those big weapons on it. This one seems to be more of a troop transport. Okay, yeah. I jump on it. Don't you tell me twice. Jump on it. Jump on it. Doom. All right, so Booker does as well. No, Booker's still back there staring at the corpse. No, Booker! <laughs> All right, Booker gets on it, and you guys, uh, as you guys lift off, uh, this the skeleton suit guy comes out, and he just looks up at you as you're kind of out of the range of him, and you see two more hellhounds come up behind him uh, from the tunnel, and he just stares at you as you guys fly away, and the music fades in the distance. You- as we're um, flying away... I'm going to take a good look at him and see if I notice, like, anything that wouldn't immediately jump out to me when we first saw him. Great, yeah, make a perception check. 17. 17. Um, I think the only thing that you can really tell from a 17, aside from, like, it's very nondescript, there's not, like, any identifying marks, not like there's a tag or, or any sort of thing that would say he's with anybody, uh, but you do notice that, like, that mask on his face, that, there are some features of that that kind of were remind you of an environment mask like this this lady's wearing you're not sure that's just like a superficial mask there might be some effectiveness to that thing some uh usefulness what's the word purpose so it was probably like an it was probably actually an actual armor mask it's potentially he just uh modified it to look like yes. that yes um and can I tell what like race he is like what is he like medium sized yeah he, he 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 must be oh what was your role 
Uh, 17 for perception. 17. His ears aren't pointed. And he, he looks like you would imagine you, he has skin. You would think he's an elf. He's got light-colored skin. But his ears aren't pointed. They're rounded. They're rounded. And, but with a 17, you can't tell if that's from like some modification he made or whatever. But you can definitely see rounded ears. Do I see Landris mm. looking at him? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask They've locked eyes at this point. Yeah. Uh, hey, what is it, man? He's a... Uh, that's a combat mask, kind of like hers, and I point over my shoulder at uh, the woman, the elf woman. Yeah, I nod at you. And and he looks like he had some sort of... One of those modifications punks do with their ears. Rounded off, probably snipped off the edge or something. Huh, freak. <laughs> I checked to make sure my ears are all right. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. Make sure sticking straight up. They're drooping like a little puppy who can't get his ear to stay up quite yet. When you turn 100, it fixes itself, don't worry. <laughs> uh, so you guys are now, you guys are traveling. Unless you have anything else you want to do while you're traveling. Um, uh, I mean, right oh. there at that immediate moment, anything. I want to do you? a um, heel check on myself just to kind of fix up myself a little bit. Sure, yeah. All right, so you guys, but nothing you want to do that would take you to be at that location is what I'm asking. No, 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 no. Right. Well, I'm probably going to talk to Booker and possibly these other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but hey, so you, you guys are, are now traveling to who knows where. Uh, right. You, can, you, you might be able to figure out from a geography check. Uh, but, uh, all right, so yeah, you guys, you start doing a heal check. You can go ahead and, uh, you need a 15 to heal yourself. I knock Booker on the shoulder. I'm like, what the heck, man? I'm sorry. I, I've never seen something like that before. Listen, it's been a rough night, all right? Yeah, but you still, you can still hit it. I thought it was going to burn. I didn't, I didn't know, man. I don't you have did. ranged What'd weapons you like you guys. Burn? Am I supposed to set my arm on fire? I don't know. Throw it. Why don't you have a ranged weapon? Come on. They didn't assign you one? No. Is that's all you got? And I point at his dagger. Yeah. Are they trying to get you killed? He just kind of looks down. <sighs> uh, he didn't. He didn't mean that, kid. It's all right. You're good with that dagger. <laughs> uh, is the bowl back there yeah, with us? Yeah. He just kind of like he's like you guys are sitting down. He's he's standing holding like a bar and just like staring at you guys. So and he he was the bouncer, right? No, no. He headbutted the bouncer that was coming to break you guys up. Oh, so is he in armor as well? Not really. Okay. But he, I look at him, yeah, like, he might be not be a man that really needs a lot of armor. Okay, he's a full man. <laughs> like, so you're in on whatever this is. Yeah, don't worry. We're we'll tell you everything in the, when we get there. You guys did good. Not everyone survives seeing that guy. Yeah, thanks. You seen him before? Yeah, I've only heard. First time seeing him in person. Tally's been tracking him. I assume Tally is a. I point forward at the cockpit. Yep, that's her. And you are. Tar. Uh, thank, thanks for the help. But hey, listen. I ain't the most charitable guy. I'm just following orders. Don't thank me. I'll have to thank the director. Director's an ominous name. <laughs> hey, Brian. You want to play role-playing games tonight? I can't. My body's trapped in this strange membrane. Wow. Should I take you to a doctor? Nah. It feels really good. Just put my earbuds in. No, that's just wrong. But here at Tales from the Lich, we're all right. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com <sighs> That's just wrong. Uh, there's a sharp turn. You guys kind of like bump into each other a little bit. Ooh. And you hear over the intercom, we're almost there. Prepare for landing. I uh, grab something. Brace myself. You, uh, you, you go into the roof of this area that's still in lower Kadesh. And, uh, and it kind of opens up a little bit, and you go into this building, and the top roof closes. And uh, the, the roof didn't look like it was going to open. It seemed to be like somebody on purpose made this to, to hide. Um, did well enough job, I suppose. 
and you get in and you're in this like this little hangar area it's it's not very big it's only big enough for this one vertebrate and everything gets quieter as the vertebrate shuts down and it winds down and things are finally quiet again and uh and tally comes out of the the pilot seat and goes whoo well that was a that was a thing huh everybody okay we got all their limbs uh not exactly and i tap my arm oh everybody got their real and artificial limbs uh yeah i wiggle my toes to make sure <laughs> all right well, well come on over here uh we'll uh we'll, we'll get you guys up to speed sorry being so secretive in there you know that dude right there i try not to give out too much hunting goes two ways don't you know how long have you been following that guy how long have i been following that guy oh good question well, I suppose uh, it depends what you mean by following. Actively, about a year and a half now, like really pursuing him. But I've been doing background stuff on him for as long as I've been with this this company. Caleb, I want to do a sense motive on this girl and just kind of see, is she like friendly with that? I mean, or is this like sure. put on friendliness sure. yeah. you know, type thing? Yeah, do it. Uh, 16. It seems pretty genuine. Okay. All right, well, come on over here. I'll go tell the director you're here. Uh Let's follow me. Tar, you, will you take them over to the, you know, and then he just says, all right, come here. And he starts walking away from you. And she walks away from you in a different direction. And, they both, and they're both going through different doors. Ah, I split in half. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you follow? I follow Tar. Yeah. All right, Tar takes you through, like, these hallways, which seem, you know, this is, this is like abandoned warehouse kind of feel, except like ban- abandoned office building kind of feel. Uh, but the office building must have been pretty good in its day, but it's not been used for whatever it was. And then uh, it kind of hits you. This wasn't an office. This was a school. This is an abandoned school, repurposed, like many abandoned schools. Right. Mm-hmm. The youngest person being 60, not many schools are around anymore. And uh, you go through until you get to what was some old, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, what must have been the kind of like auditorium. And you feel kind of lonely because it's like just you three in this auditorium, and uh, and Tar goes up on the stage and he just sits on the end of the stage. You guys can sit wherever you want, just regular chairs. And he goes, "We just gotta wait here. He'll be out soon enough. We'll want to see you guys." And this is the uh, I do air quotes director. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't have to call him that. Uh, what should I call him? Marcus. Marcus. I'm, um, you had mentioned it before, and I'd forgotten to do it. Can I do that knowledge geography check to see if like I have an idea yeah, of where we are? Sure. Uh, Sixteen. You don't have a good. Idea. You think maybe you're in you're in east, uh, lower east, but you're not sure. Actually, I want to roll uh, knowledge engineering to kind of get a, a read on the building. Okay, go ahead. Twenty. Dang, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> uh, this, you know. The, the way the structure is, the way everything is, this is this is an older building. You know, most schools are old, but this this must have been one of the first schools that was built when when they were, when they found Kadesh. Hey, uh, Booker. Yeah. Do you still have that uh thing you pulled off their armor, the Raiders? Yeah. He pulls it out and hands it to you. Thanks. Hey, Tar, you recognize this? Because like gives a snort, kind of a bull snort, and uh, grabs it and goes, "Yeah, mercenaries." He. Throws it back to you. Gemini gang. You have uh, experience with them? Uh, they're just, I'd say they're one of the better armed mercenary groups out there, but they're still just mercs. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, kind of smiles. Kind of almost like, I don't want to call it an evil smile, but it's kind of like a enjoy, like schadenfreude. <laughs> so, uh, this gang, 
What are they about? Yeah, like most mercenaries, they do things for money. If it pays good enough, you get better equipment. The less you pay them, the less effort they put into it. They get their stuff from the black market around town, around the city. You know, down here, as long as you're in Lower Kadesh, you can get whatever you need. So someone with a whole lot of money had to have hired them. Yeah? Uh, right, you weren't there. They came at us with uh, CDMs. Really? They came at us with CDMs. And, yeah, it's gone now, but they had one. Well, how about that? I guess the director was well. right. This thing is important. What is this thing? But my pay grade. Uh, the door opens uh, kind of like near backstage, and, and Tally comes out, as well as a bunch of people. Uh. Out comes a cat folk. Very pretty. I guess it's a very uh, subjective term, uh, but traditionally pretty. Uh, and she has blue colored fur. Uh, anyone got? Um... Uh, actually, I have blue fur. Oh right, you do. Like a gray blue. Right, like yeah, the, no, this the is animal like blue, blue, not like literal blue. Yeah, this right? is not natural blue. But let me look at these. What what knowledge checks do you have? Because I actually saved your time. I have dungeoneering and um, and engineering. Uh, no, what do you got there, Christian? Uh, nature and geography. Right, no need to make a nature check. But obviously, you know it's not natural. But anyway, she comes out. Um, and out comes another cat folk that kind of have a leopard pattern. And this cat folk is like this. She's got some replacement parts. Let me tell you, uh, God, she's got like her. She is more metal than than what's left of cat folk. She's got her torso and like right half of her body. And right, most of her face, uh, but the left portion of her face and the rest of her body is all cybernetic. She's even got like this spine part on the outside of her. Uh, <coughs> and then out comes uh, a, a horse person, uh, a girl. Doo -doo -doo. Yep, this cat, this leopard one is a girl too, by the way. Out comes a tiger-looking cat folk dude. And this is a this is a guy, and he seems pretty muscular, and uh, and and then of course out comes the only really non anthro, uh, this 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 elf guy, right? And uh, he he looks like he is in charge. He's walking like he's in charge. He is in charge, man. And so he he looks at you you three and says, uh, "Well, I'm I'm sure it's it's been a long night." Uh, sorry to take you like like we did, but uh, Ty told me she explained that we couldn't just like go blabbing with a uh, Baron there. So, but hey, congratulations! You survived an encounter with Baron and, and uh, an encounter with an entire mercenary group. So, uh, so I guess hats off to you, gents. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so what's gonna happen now? Uh, well, I guess that's that's really up to you guys. Um, We've got a, a sort of a modest facility here, uh, which but it is equipped with. We got a little medical area, a little medical ward uh, that can treat you guys. A nurse's office, Nurse Jane, uh, Nurse Ratchet. Uh, <laughs> she's worked at the high school for as long as anyone can remember. She's also a lunch lady. Uh, no, we got a medical area that that uh, that uh, Stallion can help you with, and points to the horse lady. Mm -hmm. uh, we can we can treat you guys here, but uh, I would like to invite you to join us. I I have to correct you. Wouldn't she be mayor? Her not name stallion? is Stallion. You shouldn't okay. make fun of the way her parents named her. Okay. <laughs> Wait, she's the mayor? I'm confused. The mayor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I, just... I, um, want, I want. 
If you guys would let me, I'd like to throw a pitch by you. But I can understand if you want to go get some rest first. We got beds here and, and get first aid. Uh, but when you're ready, I'd like to throw a pitch by you guys. Something I think you'd be willing to take. Well, you're already up on the stage and everything, so no reason to let the theatrics go to waste. All right, all right, then. I respect you laughing in the face of turmoil. I like it. Well, my name is, of course, sorry for, for not immediately introducing myself, is Marcus Sanders. And I lead this little group of ours. Uh, we are a group of anthros who are trying to help other anthros. Of course, I immediately think, well, I must be a liar because I'm not an anthro. I mean, the rest of us, of course. I obviously am not. But uh, we're here to, to help the downtrodden, as it were, uh, help the anthro cause, which is not always so taken up with uh, the council and Mr. Catan. Excuse me, President Catan. This is, of course, the day of his big speech. Uh, maybe we spent less time in speeches and more times on rail security today when it happened, huh? Yeah. Everyone here, uh, I mean, you could talk to them. They each here have a story. I encourage you, matter of fact, over the next day, a couple of days, talk to them, have their stories of why they've all joined. But we've all bound together to help each other out, to help help your people. I mean, you two are anthros, and well, I suppose you're not little buddy. And he looks over to... Uh, to Booker, uh, but obviously these are your friends. He's Anthro in spirit. Yeah, right, right, right kid. We're we're here to to, to help in their cause, and we were. Uh, I hate to be so blunt and to, to dash any hopes. We weren't really following you two, but we were actually following uh, Baron, and of course he leads to you two. We saw the wreck, or Tally did. She saw the wreck, saw you take that thing out of the vault, which obviously I think we can all, any intelligent person here knows that that's what they were after. And that's what Baron was after, because he was tracking that train the whole time. And then when you guys left the train, and he didn't do a bit of looting, he went straight for you guys, and there was a lot of gold in that vault. So I guess that's the story of how we've all come to be here. And uh, again, I'm sorry to, to, to be so blunt and to dash more hopes, but we didn't save you because we wanted to save you. But it's that tube you got on uh, one of you, I assume. Unless you buried it somewhere. Please tell me you didn't bury it somewhere. Well, if you did, Baron would have oh. stopped there. Sure, I'm sure it's on you guys if Baron was still tracking you guys. Or maybe he was just going to torture you until he told you where it was. You say you're for the anthro cause a lot. What's that mean? What's the cause? Well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a complicated question with a complicated answer, but it essentially means whenever there's a, a way, a scenario, we can help the anthros as a whole. That's what we do. I, I mean, we're not vigilantes. We don't go out and stop every mugging. But when big things happen, we're the ones involved. And what's your uh, accolades so far? Uh, they all kind of look at the captain. He kind of looks at them and goes, we're a recently formed organization so you've done nothing well, i mean we, you you rescued us and we we appreciate that but anything else <laughs> well uh really our, our we've been establishing the space here i tell you it's not cheap to get a vertebrate not cheap to get the equipment we've gotten uh but we've managed it we've, we've done some odd jobs to get that money and uh the most recent thing that we were doing that brought us to each other was tracking uh baron he has uh, been doing some bad things around town, and a lot of those people that uh, get to be bystanders are anthros. So we knew there's something bigger going on here than just us. So we were trying to track him down when we came across you guys. Listen, I know this pitch has got to sound like the most ridiculous thing in the world, 
But uh, I guess I'm telling you, I'm offering you a job. I understand you're recently in the market. <laughs> Smile a bit. How much are you offering? I'm offering you a place to be. I'm offering you living quarters, food, board. Uh, I offer you equipment. Salary is really not what we do. Uh, I offer you access to the assets that we acquire. And I offer you more than all that. It's something fulfilling that you're not protecting nameless cargo for corporations without faces or people with too much money to spend to transport their mother's tea set in an obsidian vault. I'm offering you a chance to make a difference in this world and in in a world within this world, the world of Anthro. I'm going to attempt to sense motive, but I'm terrible at it. Uh, 12. Is he being genuine or is he be like, I'm your friend. Give me the thing. I look at uh, Booker and uh, Vic. I look at Sanders. I got a wife. How can I make sure she stays safe? Oh, you're not going to like my answer, but... Uh... And you're going to think there's some bias in my answer, which there probably is, but that's being with us, because right now, you've got the Baron on your trail, and he finds out you have a wife, he goes, he follows you home, who's he going to use to get to you? If any of you have anyone you care about, you don't want to, you don't want to go home. You don't want to go anywhere near anything you care about right now. Not until he's dealt with. Sounds like fear-mongering. Maybe he just wanted to talk. I'm clearly being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. He does uh, seem to like to talk to animals. Usually they're on fire um, and have four legs, but he does seem to enjoy their company. Tally speaks up, and she goes, Listen, I saw you guys back there. Uh, Beat and Bruce, you got out of there expertly. And you survived a guy who I've made a very good point to not ever catches attention uh and you 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 just not only did you escape from the darn guy but you shot an arrow at the gosh darn guy twice and hit him that was that's frankly amazing i nod and smile like yeah it is (laughs) what i'm saying is i think you guys would be a great asset i mean we can help each other here i joined not because i ain't got nowhere to go or i got people to protect i joined because i i just something to do with your life you know it's something to do with your life. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It just feels weird making a decision because it feels like there really is no other one. Listen, I, I understand that. That's what I'm saying. Sleep on it. Take our user facilities, rest. But um, you're right in that you don't have a lot of good options. And if you think you have a better one, take it. But, man, I tell you, if I knew nothing else about it, if you didn't even have a cylinder, if I knew, you, I knew nothing more than you were... Then I, then I saw you guys fight. Today. That'd be enough for me to give you to offer you this job. Well, I'll take up the offer and sleep on it. Yeah, me too. Me three. <sighs> this is Booker. You're looking at you guys like am I part of the team? Am I doing good? <laughs> I look at a uh, Booker. The situation's changing all the time, isn't it? <laughs> he smiled a big, a big smile. I put my face in my hand. I'm like, oh. Oh my god. Tally comes over and goes, alright, I'll show you guys to, to your rooms. Oh, can we do the ward first? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Stallion, come on. And they lead you over there, and they uh, and, and they treat your wounds. And you guys, uh, after you sleep, you'll be you'll be at full health, working again. Cool. Uh, while, while she's treating you, uh, this, this, this horse girl, uh, Stallion goes, uh, so, uh, tell you a little bit about yourselves. Just poking and prodding you with all these injections and stuff. 
while she's Ow. while she's doing that, I have a photograph that I'm just staring at. You see her? Oh, pretty lady. Yeah, she's perfect. She wasn't always a, a cat folk, you know, an anthro. Uh, one of the people who got to choose, huh? Yeah, she chose because of me. And to tick off her parents, I think, but <laughs> I'd do anything for her, even not seeing her for a while, to make sure she's safe. I didn't, I didn't know that about her. <laughs> you, I never told you that? No. Yeah, she was pure-blooded elf. <sighs> her parents pretty much disowned her after that. Oh well. I gotta tell you, Landris, I... <sighs> I'm really tempted to give in to their offer. Yeah, I mean, they seem the good-meaning sort. And that guy chasing us. I'd rather take our chances with these people than him. I miss her, but if I go back to her and she winds up dead, I couldn't live with myself, you know? Hey, we'll, we'll take that guy out and we'll get right back to her. Well, you will. Yeah. Is there something something you need to tell me? <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> uh, for some reason, she, she she loves me, and I don't know why. Oh, don't be so downtrodden. You got a cool arm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It bugs out every now and then. Kept trying to shoot those guys, and it just, I don't know, kept missing. Oh, well. So, uh, you lead into saying yes? Well, I mean, what, what's going on? Well, let's... Let's wait until I can walk without limping to make that decision. Yeah, you know, you walk funny anyway, though, right? I'm just saying. It's not supposed to mean. Not nothing. <laughs> You're fine. You kind of prance. <laughs> uh, special tactics training, you know. Special tactics. Are we white raw here? <laughs> I look over at Booker. What does he... How does he look? Uh, he, he's... He's, uh, Stein actually, when you guys were talking to give you privacy, went over to him and he's chatting her up. It's like almost like childishly ob- oblivious to like he's just being open. He's just trying to be. In, he's just being himself. He's not being mm-hmm. reserved. I look back at Landris. Uh, I kind of feel bad about dragging the kid along, though. I was trying to keep him out of it. I wasn't going to tell him about the thing we found. I know. He knows now. Yep. Well, he hasn't seen it. He doesn't know where it is. If he winds up dead, that's, uh, that's almost as bad as... Uh, I don't know. Hey, he's hardy. We've seen it. He, he was under, like, what? 200 pounds of rubble? Uh, yeah. Uh, he's oh. he's gotten us out of a lot. <laughs> oh. What do you think we should do with the, uh... The thing? I'm surprised they're letting us keep it. Well, we don't necessarily have it, you know. Maybe we did hide it somewhere. I just think we need to can't keep it on you I, we don't even know what it does i don't know it's not like burning you or anything you're not getting like a rash are you he looked down you've been um. mutated <laughs> you now have a tentacle there whoa <laughs> that mole's a lot bigger than my last remember i'm assuming it's like tucked under my armor somewhere did like have i felt it at all have you felt it oh yeah it's still there but i mean like it doesn't like burn no, or anything no, no it's just kind of there Mm, that's good to know. I don't want to end up sterile. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, we'll sleep on it. 
He'll decide, make a decision in the morning. I mean, that that job was my that was my starting over point. So I guess I gotta start over again now. So I don't really have an option. Yeah, me too. You know, I was unemployed for so long after the accident. Oh man, the company wasn't paying you reparations. <laughs> no, man, they did an inquiry. You know, inquiry and found me at fault. Can you believe it? I had to pay for this arm. They put it on me and then and then sent me a bill. Oh. Fired me. That's a... I mean, they saved my life, but left us... Have you talked to a... dirt. To... Talk. Have you talked to a lawyer about that? That seems pretty shady to me. I can't afford a lawyer. I paid for this arm. I can't... Uh, it's just... I don't know, man. Uh, you should... I can put a word in with my sister. Uh, she's a lawyer. That'd be great. I owe you. You... you... Got me out of some stuff there. You fought that... You weren't even scared of that fire thing, were you? Uh, I don't know. Had too much adrenaline running, you know? Hey, man, you were jumping from platform to platform and uh, shooting cannons and flying a jetpack. Don't sell yourself short. Don't remind me about the jetpack. I wanted to ride that jetpack so bad. I know how... No, yeah, it's terrible. No, I know all about them. I I built them a little bit. You know, I worked on them, so... What was I doing wrong? Like, put my hand forward to go forward, right? I, I, I put my hand on his shoulder. Everything. You were doing everything wrong. <laughs> well, good thing I didn't need it. I'm going to get my hands on one. Maybe there's one still up on the track somewhere. Yeah, I'm not going back there. We don't need to be seen yeah, around that, that place. I've already been followed once. No, no, sir. Uh, that guy was spooky. He had a skull. For a mask. You know, that guy, oh, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was rave apparel at first. Yeah, and then round ears? That looks it, weird. You're just, you know, wearing all the white for the black lights. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like where we are right now. It's weird. They seem nice. I just mean that it's a school. This is a nurse's office. Kids used to get here when they got lead in their fingers. <laughs> here we are with a train wreck. Mm. Well, they don't use the schools for anything else anymore, really. So I don't know. It's a good, yeah. It's go. It's it's being used. I hate to see buildings just lay empty. I'm kind of upset about the no pay thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to I mean, have I a place to stay, but yeah. I mean, eh, I squared up my debts. I gotta pay your mostly, sister. So. You know, she's gonna be my lawyer. That's th- I mean, there'll be a discount. I don't know. I have to talk to her. I wish I could say she owes me, but I don't think I don't think she does. But uh, same deal. Can't really talk to her for a while. I take out my pills and pop them again. You hear a, a, a slam as somebody jump jumps and lands on the gurney next to you. Not the gurney, but like essentially that's what you're on gurneys, and kind of lands in like mm-hmm. a reclining position, kind of like leaning on their side with props their their head up in their hands, and it's uh, the, the the cat folk with blue fur. She's like, how y'all doing? Uh, been better. Oh, I bet you have. I bet you have. Maybe that was a dumb question. Y'all like it here so far? Um, sure. Yeah, you've been real nice. It's not on fire. That's a plus. <laughs> you like making jokes, don't you? I like guys who make jokes. It helps. Oh. Yeah, the world's too sad, right? You gotta make jokes somewhere. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Uh, what's your oh. name? 
I'm, I'm Lanners. Oh, I'm Koba, and she puts her hand out to shake your hand. Victor, you can call me Vic. Nice to meet you, Vic. Lanners? I'd go to, like, <laughs> shake her hand, but it's like, it's probably, like, bloody, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> She's like, eh, it's fine, honey, and she grabs it and forcefully shakes it. Eh, don't bother me none. Man, you, you too, boy, when you've been through a lot, huh? Did you catch the speech? Uh, part of it. <laughs> half of it. Yeah, with the other <laughs> half was a drowning explosion. Uh, pretty much. Jetpack. It's fine. He said the same thing he says every year. He somehow tries to make the RSF generator sound like a nice thing. Pulls on her heartstrings. Oh no, his poor wife. Right? That's like, if his wife didn't die, there'd be so much hell raised over that. I. Somebody said it. Finally, thank you. It's, it's, it's everybody, Koba. You're being insensitive whenever I bring it up. Like, it's a terrible thing to say, but he is so lucky she died. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Because otherwise, they would have both been dead and the kid. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's kids messed up. I think he's just pulling that, trying to pull some more strings. Oh no, your poor kid has disability now. That has never been confirmed. There's not like medical records, and we haven't seen her. Listen, Obama produced his birth certificate, but I'm still wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Build that wall. Make America great again. Am I right, guys? Build that. Build that upper city. That upper city. Yep. Yeah. Uh, make them pay for it. <laughs> make the elves pay for so it. You guys choose to be uh, cat folk, or is that forced on you by your mom and dad? Uh, mom and dad for me. I was born this way. Yeah, rocket proud. And she fist bumps. Puts a hand, uh, fist for fist bump. I uh, I meet the bump. Yeah, I wish I was born this way. That sounds like a cool thing to like inherit. Uh, you chose it. Yeah. Like totally, like a year ago. Oh wow. Yep. 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 Pure blood, half blood before. What's that? Were you a pure blood elf or a half? Oh, elf all the way. Mom huh? and dad were an elf. Their mom and dads are elf. Well, that's how you. That's why I'm a half elf. I guess. What did uh? What do they think? Uh, I can't remember last time I cared for what they think. Um, just, just ask. I don't, I don't even know if they know. This isn't your uh, rebellious teenage phase, is it? No, no, I went through that maybe uh, 70 years ago. <laughs> so mid, midlife uh, crisis then, huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Mm. I don't know, I thought it'd be cool. It'd be something different. Everybody's the same, gosh darn I always hear stories my mom and dad say about different races and stuff in the old world, in the home world. Looks like nice there's a lot of us in here. I point Plus, to all look, the cat, cat folk. Look at all the hair I have to dye. Oh, you dye that, huh? Psh, yeah, I do a lot of work to get this dyed. What's the original color? Oh, who remembers anymore? Uh, I'm naturally uh, gray-bluish here, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What are you just jump in a tub of dye? Oh my gosh! It is like the longest, most annoying process, and it burns. You like it here? Yeah, I do actually. I don't know about this whole anthro cause, but you know, it's nice. What kind of things do they got you doing? I'm kind of like tally number two. Teach me. Oh, so you you hit waitresses with glass? No, no, no. They don't. At least they don't pay me to do that. Ah. Uh, no, no, they train me how to pilot the vertebrate, and when she can't infiltrate somewhere, I do. As I mean, uh, notice, the head of the anthro brigade over there is not an anthro, and his second in command is not an anthro. Isn't that interesting? Mm. 
more. Who uh, did we see the second in command? Oh, Tally. She's she's number two. Oh. Uh, did everybody get the mask and everything? Get the mask. Yeah, oh. she was wearing a mask. No, no, no. That's for uh, helps her fly in, and she likes it. It helps her deal with environments. Uh, typical. We figured since uh, that Baron dude wears a mask, if she's going to keep pursuing him, he might go somewhere where he needs it, so she wears one. And then she got used to it, and that's all she wears now. I don't know why she covers a pretty... She has a very pretty face, and there's no reason to cover it up, but whatever. No one asked me. She just like, starts like playing with some of the medical equipment. How long have you been a part of this whole thing? I've only been around for like, you know, maybe not even a year, like seven months maybe? I was here from the start. So what, y'all just got together and be like, hey, let's start this band of... Anthro, uh, no, no, T- you know, Tally and uh, and Marcus approached us and gave us the sales pitch. I gotta say, he kind of dropped the ball. With you guys, he was very nice when he did to us. He didn't run a stage though, and uh, well, it had me convinced. Plus, I right. just want to fly a vertebrate. These things are freaking. I don't know who else gets to them but cops, and I guess apparently the Gemini mercs. She kind of like is batting things around like she's bored. <laughs> You got a ball of yarn. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I tell you what, if they sent me to fight to go track the Baron, I would. Uh, I would have found him a lot earlier than Tally's doing. Hey, you know, hey, all right, you know. Oh yeah, you you you're a good fighter. No, no, infiltrator. I get in there, he wouldn't even know I was there. Oh, stealthy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think Tally's a little more stealthy. I would have kind of like approached him, you know, like, listen, God gave me this body, I can use it to my advantage. Am I right, people? I can. Yeah. He's all asleep in the bed. Oh no, everything's all nice. We're cuddling, and then two minutes later, what's that? Oh, I slit his throat, and I got all the stuff off of him that we need to get or something. I don't know, something like that. I'm just saying, Tally's all at a distance, and I, I can get in there. I don't know. He's got a uh, magic. I wave my hands around. He ain't got no magic. Ain't nobody got magic. It sure looked like he had magic. Well. If you happen to pay any attention to the speech today, which was super awesome and not repetitive at all, you know what he said? Like, what technology do we have that doesn't imitate magic and do it better? Yeah, oh, but just, you already I said that he's a shady guy. He's probably been lying to us. Why would he lie about that? I guess that's a possibility. I don't know. I'll, see, I'll believe when I see it. Ain't nobody got magic. Hey, we saw it firsthand. If he was using tech... It was beyond well hidden. He waved his hands, plain as day. Hole opens up on the floor. Brimstone, lava, fire. Some, I don't know, four-legged thing on fire comes out of it and starts biting people. The hell you say? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's what happened. Hmm. Hell came out. Kind of narrows her eyes and goes, telling you say nothing about that. What, you guys get debriefed? Oh, you know know how girls talk? Not really. Why making girls talk sound so much cooler than guy Tell talk? Me, I ain't never got to see him but in pictures, but is he as cute as I think he is? Who? Baron. Smitty. <laughs> I don't... Baron, I mean... I'm not really... Do you... Do you like him skinny? Yeah. Like... Bone thin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I guess I think that's kind of gross. Yeah, he's, he's gross. Ugh. Are you into ear mutations? Work. Ear, no, no. Like, sawed off the ends of his ears. Gross. Why? I don't know. People do weird stuff. Whatever. Unless I die my first about as far as I get. No piercings. Ain't nothing putting a hole in this body. Well, you 
also did this to your body and i gesture to her entire being <sighs> listen it involved no invasive surgeries it involved getting in a tube and getting out of a tube here i got a question for you how come they can make it go one way but not the other there's tubes i, I have no idea how this yeah works. you go to a yeah, limb man. clinic and they do this whole thing and oh my gosh so much paperwork and then you get in the tube, fills up with liquid, you have this thing so you can breathe, and then later on you're all like, look at you, now you're your base form. I'm a cat, like every other freaking person's a cat. I thought I was going to get something cool and unique. Wait, you don't get to choose? No, it's like what's dormant in your DNA or something. Huh. I so thought my that's parents your chose. inner cat. No, no, you get to choose to be it, but that's about it. Huh. Oh, I, they never told me about it, so. Can we go back to Sexy Magic Guy? What else, what, else, what else did he do? Uh, he tried to kill us. That's what he did. He got two arrows planted in his chest. Yeah, he did. High five. I don't know if that turns you on. <laughs> don't leave me hanging. Come on. Tap it. <laughs> Not in the piercing. <laughs> Is it your metal hand? <laughs> yeah, it's a metal hand. Like, I go do it, I'm like, hey. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If you guys join, uh, you get to hear all about Baron. There's all this. You get a whole little debrief, a little brief about him. Is this is this war just on Baron? I mean, your little club here. Is this that's war? the only guy? Well, he's the biggest thing we got going on right now. You could say, yeah. I think it just led to something bigger. Oh, hey, between us girls, by the way, what uh, do you guys do? You guys know what he was after? Our our good looks. Mm. Well, <laughs> I smile. Of course. Who wouldn't be? And wink. She rolls her eyes. I'm like, obviously for you to see them jokingly. It's gotta be something if he's interested. We uh, survived a train wreck. Who knows? Well, I'll tell you what. He racked up pretty, a pretty big body count. I bet the amount of people that died in that train wreck, he has killed himself, if not more. Doesn't seem to be a guy that minds the word ruthless. And you want to jump into bed with him? No, I, I'm just... I want to get info from him. I want to close this case you know what i'm saying but so you don't have any idea what that thing is that he was going after aside from it's the shape of a cylinder no idea what you guys do with it what do you mean i mean what did you do with it what we don't know you don't know what you did with it was that your bluff check that was my bluff check (laughs) (laughs) she just like looked at you like i knew it was coming he eyes landris like help me out bro did Marcus send his sexy agent to spy on us? I think that'd be a little on the nose, don't you? Yeah, I'm married. So. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Or I guess I should say my condolences. Uh-huh. So you buried it, right? You buried it. Yeah, it's on It's on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I get it. You don't trust me, just met. You're like, you don't even know this weird blue, blue, blue cat lady. I get it. Uh, you know how we we're we're cat people. I mean, cat folk. So it's not like we're gonna judge you. And we were born this way. So oh, you were. Born. <laughs> I see how it is now. Yeah, not good enough to because I'm not natural born. I've met your type before. Regardless of whatever that thing does, a lot of people we knew died for it right in front of us. I almost died. Like I can't even count. Like, six times. Your face actually kind of turns a little bit, almost uh, be sorrowful. So whatever it does, I don't care, but a lot of people died for that thing. More than I think should have. <laughs> well, let's just make sure he doesn't get it, so it wasn't for nothing, right? 
Right. All right, I'll leave you guys alone. Uh, once she's out of earshot, uh, I want to look at Landris and be like, are you getting the feeling like this is more of a club than like a real operation, you know? Like maybe a bunch of rich kids like an... just trying to show off. Yeah, that's that's a bit on the nose. I'll tell you what. She can slit my throat any day. Yo. <laughs> oh yeah? You, you into her? I'll, I'll be your wingman. It's cool. <laughs> what makes you think I need a wingman? Because uh, you don't know how to fly, jetpack. Oh. The last time I saw you in a bar, you were throwing arrows at people. That's not how you pick up ladies. <laughs> Check out this magic trick. It's like darts, but bigger. And I, th- I've, I just got the feeling she was put up to come over here. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I am just really bad at lying. So, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Booker, how you doing? Oh, oh, oh hey, I completely forgot you guys were there. Stein and I are having a great conversation over here. Uh, I'm doing great. Literally, he gets up and he's looking good. When are you going to treat them, huh? And Stein says, uh, I was giving him a little bit of privacy, but if you guys are ready now. Yeah. Yeah, we're ready. All right. She, she fixes you guys up and they send you on your way to a room and, and, uh, as they're as they're walking to your room, you hear uh, they say something like, "We'll get you guys more rooms tonight. You're all gonna have to share a room just for tonight. Uh, if you decide to stay, we'll get you all you all different rooms. But you uh, all three share a room. We're buds. That's fine." <laughs> uh, Booker runs and jumps on the bed and lies on his back and goes, "Is this place great?" Uh, what do you? What's your favorite part about it, Booker? Stein. I mean, uh, the, they have cool uh, medical offices. <laughs> nice. How many beds are there? Uh, one. Oh. Um, as we talk in this room, they put we they, they put us in this room, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm going to take a twenty to perception. I'm seeing if there's any um surveillance, any bugs in this room. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, taking a twenty. So, what's your total? Um, that would be a thirty-two, but it'll take yeah, you know forever. You're meticulously going through everything. Um, yeah. no. Oh, right away. <laughs> no, like you know, you go through. I'm not going to take 20 minutes to tell you. Uh, and like, I want you to like the picture. I want you to picture like there's a bed spring, like you. Know, I'm not saying a box spring. I'm saying like the metal and just like a mattress and no sheets. Like it's like, like this was a classroom that like they just put the desks in the corner and threw a bed down for you. There's just not a lot of How technology this in this room to, to hide anything in. Are they like uh, one piece desk or like flat tops? What's going on? One piece. Okay. There's a little like small thing on your right side that you can kind of turn to 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 go up or not, but it's like why is it even here? I can't fit anything on here. I can't uh-huh. use this. As a, a whole piece of paper doesn't fit on this. Like why is it here? It's just here to dig into my side. <laughs> are we uh are we on like the first floor, second floor, is there a window? You're probably on. You're on like the second to top floor. Okay. Um. Just as I'm looking around, I'm also looking for somewhere where I'm going to hide the cylinder. Okay, that one's a little bit... You know, there's, like, enough rubble that you could just, like, if you want to hide it in plain sight sort of thing, like, it's just in this pile of thing that you've, you've overlooked a million times. But as for, like, secret compartment stuff like that, maybe you think maybe you could kind of... If you, you can dig all... Get, open up the floor enough, but it wouldn't be disguised unless you put something back on top of where you made it. Because they would... Somebody could just see that you obviously broke the floor. Uh, not the best spots to really hide anything. Maybe you could cut the mattress open... There's no like lamp or anything because it's, it's it's a good size. Um, are there like ceiling tiles? Ceiling tiles. 
Uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, how big is this bed? The one bed? It's a uh, double. <laughs> I, I, like, jump on and kind of push Booker a little <laughs> bit. He goes, all right, but I get to be the big spoon. <laughs> uh, what, what are we going to do about you? Uh, Point it, Vic. Just staring at the bed. Uh, I guess I'll just... Maybe we can fit one more. <laughs> Listen, if it was a cold night, we'd all be very happy to be like this. Uh, I'll just don't worry. Uh, we won't tell. We won't tell Sarah. <laughs> I'll just sleep on the floor. That's, well, that's fine. I'm not going to make that promise. You sure? There's a knock yeah. on the door. Uh, what is it now? I'll go open it. You open the door, and it's that uh, that leopard-looking chick with all the gear on her, all the cybernetics. She shoves right into your chest without saying anything. Some blankets and pillows and sheets. Uh, thanks. You see her her eyes even on the on the side that uh, is is flesh are these blow gluing you know like the Terminator has like those red uh huh ocular eyes uh, but it's blue you're welcome yeah she turns around closing the door ooh yeah I just drop them on the floor and lay on them all of them <laughs> hey don't we get any uh, you got the bed <laughs> all right let's let's make let's make some exchange here I'll tell you where we hid. The cylinder, since apparently everyone wants to know that, and you give us the sheets. Did you get grilled? Frickin' Stallion grilled me for where that cylinder was. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, especially hmm. you didn't know, but Look, I don't want to know, so uh, I don't want to know. Uh, I toss him some sheets and some pillows. Where is it? Do Why do you want to know so much? Oh, I'm so, oh, I just almost, you know, died for it. Sorry. And I just got grilled by the freaking horse lady. She was kind of pretty though. Point is, I don't know. I look at Landris and do we even like, have it? And just be or like, it's like up one to of you. those con. Oh, are we doing a con game where the con like, yeah, we have it, but we don't really have it. It's better that you don't know. Oh, so when you're gonna hide it, are you going to do it when no one's around? Um, I haven't found anywhere yet. I'm probably gonna keep it on okay. my person if I can't find somewhere <laughs> okay. suitable. Wait, why? Why should I know? Is it because listen? I thought I proved myself today. You guys no, are never going to trying to keep you me. safe. You think I want to know where it is? So, so you're the only one that knows where it is. I don't know. So wait, if you if you but decide to it, leave us, some guy some guy lit a bar. Us. There's like I don't know. He left with it. Evil skeleton dude's going to come and try attack me. He's going to he's going to like torture me and be like I don't know. He's like I don't believe you until I die because I don't know where it is. There's no good solution, but I think it's better if you don't know. Um, At least yeah, against Baron, I don't think it'll matter whether you knew or not. I think he'd torture you anyway. He just killed but with freaking these... people. Do you see? He just smashed him in the face with that ball and chain. Yeah. It wasn't even like Solid. super robot electricity thing. It was just a piece of metal with spikes on it. It was as old-fashioned as you can get. But these people here, if they know you have it, they are you know. If they know, you know where it is. They won't stop hounding you for it. And until we know what they want with it, I'm trying to keep it safe. Well, just let you know, stay clear. Stallion really wants it, so if she's talking to you, she probably just wants it. I thought at first she was interested in me. I still kind of think maybe she is. I am kind of a cute guy, but she might have just been trying to get at me for this stupid thing. I don't know. We don't know, and we gotta... That's gonna have to be our mantra for a while. Alright. It's not like I'm lying when I say that. Oh. Uh, that's right. Wish I knew what it was. Alright, well, I'm going to bed. I feel like I really can't make any good decisions anymore. So I'm just like, he's like, and uh, he actually he kind of now, without any joking, kind of like gets on the edge of the bed to make room for whoever's sleeping else on the bed. No, oh, I take as much space as uh, he gives uh, me. Well, he gets up and grabs the sheets and puts them on a lot of stuff. 
Hmm. There's enough uh, blankets for for you to have a blanket as well, um, Victor. But there's mm-hmm. only enough sheets for the bed. Okay. But you get a pillow and a blanket too. That's fine. He goes, "All right, good night, guys." Oh, by the way, he totally casted magic, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, that Definitely. was legit, like voodoo stuff, right? Uh, like I yep. never seen an animal, let alone somebody, make one appear out of a melting floor. What's voodoo? Oh, it's a term my mom used for magic. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any other way to explain it. Koba didn't believe me. I mean, I probably wouldn't believe it unless I saw it, but I freaking saw it. That was not any sort of tech I've ever seen. No, it wasn't tech. Nice I know hat, tech. though. I liked his hat. <laughs> Alright, well... Does our... Uh, does our door have a lock on it? Uh, no. Before I go to sleep, I want to rig something up in front of the door, some of the desks, okay. maybe, to kind of just at least warn us, you know, someone coming through. Sure. Right. Everyone sleeps? Uh-huh. Landris, it's late at night. You have either woken up in the middle of the night or just couldn't sleep. and So at night, whatever, you take it out to look at it, whatever, to ponder the thing when you know everyone's asleep and you're confident nobody's looking at you and you're kind of rotating your look at the cylinder really examining it for the first time for real and as you look at it you turn and something almost frightens you all your worries that you've been worried about so far finally seem validated because you see a marking on the container and you know what that marking means you've seen it in the police force biohazard Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. And if you want to support me and my indie game development company, Raconteur Games, consider purchasing our first game now available on Steam called Close Order. Thank you so very much, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. I'd like to take his his face off. I've got you in my sights. Old soldiers never die. We're all soldiers now. Bop it. Twist it. Pull it. Bend it. Flip it. Extend it. Load it. What? Load it. Cock it. Read it. 
Your target is Senator Carlton McDougal. The 15th floor of the Gilmore Building will provide an unobstructed vantage point? Memorize it. Burn it. <sighs> Aim it. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Squeeze it. I can't. I can't Squeeze it. I can't. Squeeze it. Beat it. Hoof it. Book it. Who are you? What are you doing? Make it. Uh, I was playing with my toy. Uh, I want my mommy. Why is your toy smoking? End it. Kiss. Oh. 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 Give me that puppet, kid. Let me go. Ow. Interviews, which is if you ever get a chance, ask him about his special tactics. Oh my god. <laughs> Looks like you, you employed some special about. tactics. <laughs> That's the best story ever. <laughs> Jeff, you want to tell it? Oh yeah. Let's go. Noni, Artosis, Skew, G5, all of us, we used to play. Idra was in there. And Skew's a guy who a lot of people don't know about, but he was very good in Brood War. He famously lost to Yellow in a total of, I think it was three minutes, in the best of three, <laughs> yeah. uh, at a Blizzard Invitational. Um... But he played White Raw for some fairly big Brood War tournament, and he beats White Raw the first round. And White Raw, like we've been saying the whole time, is like the most mannered guy in the whole world. And White Raw literally says, I think it was actually streams, like way early in the stream, or maybe it wasn't, I, I can't remember, but he says, good game, Gori, uh, I use special tactics, it's no problem. And we're all like, like, what? Because what White Raw only says good game, GLHF, that's it? But he's, yeah. he's, like, going on about this special tactics, and we're like... I remember me personally being like, White Rob, what, what is special tactics? He goes, oh, special tactics? You see. It's fine. And it's like, oh. Well, it turns out special tactics is two-based, like, 12 gateways, pure zealot dragoon. And, uh... <laughs> just, just send them all in on a move command. Just and eventually kills. stop them. Yeah. Just murders. Oh, man. Skew, Skew gets obliterated. Yeah, and I think he did it game three as well. Special tactics. <laughs> Codified history forever as the coolest thing he's ever said. Yeah. Oh, man. Good old White Ross.